A&E presents One Minute Biography with your host, Jack Perkins. George Rodriguez. He was born in 1925. He was a happy child and raised by immigrant parents in Cuba who died when he was at the tender age of 47. He enjoyed a successful career and he was about to meet the love of his life. Everything seemed to be going his way, but little did he know, things would take a turn for the worse. 1941. Pearl Harbor is attacked and America goes to war. Jorge enjoyed marginal success in the 1960s and 70s as a top 40 disc jockey in Yenem's Belt, North Dakota. And wound up sub-hosting for popular talk show host Neil Rogers. And then he died. You know, it's been said that, uh, well, they said something. Join us tomorrow night when Biography looks at the life of Larry Hovis. Why are you airing shit like this? French fries, Eskimo pies, all ads on my thighs. This I realize I can't stop. I'm addicted to food. Shoving jelly donuts down with macaroons. Drake cake, tasty cake, color bar. Trombone macaroni, chocolate mallow bars, and ring dings. Potato lockers, too. I need another pizza. I'm a big balloon. I grew another chin, and I can't see my shoes. Now I've got the runs from having too much fun. Where's the TV guy? I'm dying. They try to say it's bad for you. Cause if you're not getting high on food, yeah, so what? It's really no big deal. I'm gonna do whatever I feel. Even if I wind up like Cody Ten oh three on five sixty W two AM. Real quickly, is this the uh, I hate Boca Brian guy? Hello, Q A M. Uh huh. Uh huh. George. Yes. I'm missing us. No more Boca Brian. Yeah, there you go. There you go. The I hate Boca Brian guy. What a lifeless loser. Notice he doesn't miss a beat. I mean, he even calls when we don't play Boca Brian. He's listening to the whole thing. What kind of a, a masochist listens to something that they hate just so that they can call in and share it with people? I've said it before and I'll say it again. You know, there are two kinds of people in the world. People who have no problem finding happiness, whatever situation they're in, at least that's 
how they use their spare time is pursuing happiness. And then there are other people who are really miserable, and the only way that they can uh, make themselves feel better is by making other people feel more miserable. So, no, I did not see the Tom Green show last night, Josie. Did you see it? Was it on? I missed it. I was playing computer games or something like that. The Tom Green show. It was fantastic. Oh, no. I can't believe you missed it. I missed it. I was, uh, I was, yes. oh, wrong, wrong pot. Speaking of pot. I was, uh, doing other things. So I'm really sorry that I missed it because, like I said, like, you know, Joe, thank you very much. Called me at home to remind me to watch the Tom Green show, which is a funny, funny show. And I, and I missed it. The angry old man bit that I saw was hysterical. Had me in such Last a night, he ran onto a child's soccer field holding a radio playing the Mexican hat dance and stole the ball from little kids. <laughs> and the refs attacked him. That's excellent. It was That's fantastic. I like that man. I especially like him because he took a shot at David Spade, who I hate. He's on my list of people I would like to beat with a spiky club. David Spade, why is he on my television? Talk about a guy who's never done or said anything funny. Just a, a board with a nail and, and five minutes. That's all I ask with David Spade. What, what, what's the deal? The only thing, he, he rips off people. When I saw his stand-up routine, he was ripping off some other stand-up comic who did the same material but way, way funnier, years earlier, I might add. And somehow, I don't know who he's sucking off, to get to where he is. But he made fun of that in the uh, Sickly Mail magazine. Did you see that episode when he's talking about that he's going to be on the cover of, of Sickly Man magazine and he showed some of the previous covers and he showed David Spade and a couple of other people? It was hysterical. Very hysterical. Speaking of hysterical, a lot of uh, kudos from the Power 96 staff about uh, outing Holiday as being the uh, Josh Friedman of Power 96. Uh, you know, they hate him. They hate him one and all. They were high-fiving, juking and jiving. People that I didn't even know knew who I was were coming up and congratulating me after that show yesterday. Just, just about that piece of, uh, of stuff on, on holiday. What an asshole he is with his, uh, with his boofy pompadour haircut. Speaking of bad haircuts. And by the way, Joe Castello's girlfriend says she likes his Eurofag hairdo. I'm told to, uh, to lay off your hair by your uh, significant or insignificant other. She's an insignificant other. That's what it is. Okay, cool. Uh, so did you watch Allie last night? Yes, I did. What a, what a, say something in defense of that show last night. I dare you to say anything in defense of that show last night. Wait a minute. I have a sound effect for this. What did I do with it? There it is. There's the response about that show last night. Was there anything redeemable going on last night? Obviously, everyone else is on vacation. We got to see Lang for like two seconds. For like two seconds. You got to see no one else except boring, boring Billy and Allie's obsession with boring-ass Billy, who's incredibly, incredibly terminal. Tracy Ullman acting like a spaz all the way through the thing, acting like a spaz. The writers, they don't have writers for that show. They have a bunch of squirrely teenage girls that write for that show. And all it is is an excuse to get blondes on there with short skirts. And Allie is an ugly anorexic. Speaking of anorexic, see how this ties in? Uh, Fat Boy this morning gave me the, because uh, I'm going to talk about the eating disorder thing, gave me an article from Friday's uh, Sun Sentinel about the, uh, so it's already this is old, but, I, you know, I don't have a show all the time, about the, uh, the San Francisco fat people problem. The fat people are all uh, up in arms in San Francisco about that ad. And so now they want anti-discriminatory laws put on the book. San Francisco weighs law and bias against fat people. Ad campaign sparked a new look at the size issue. And one of the, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it would be boring. 
um, one of the paragraphs in here, one of the quotes from one of the fat people uh, is, it's the last safe group to discriminate against, she said. It's time that it's not safe anymore. I thought gay people were the last safe group that you could discriminate against, um, and not to mention uh, drug users. I thought it, you know, it was okay to make fun of gays. Is that not okay anymore? Do we have to stop that? Because they passed a thing in Dade County, uh, you know, the uh, anti-discrimination against uh, sexual orientation thing that all the Christians are up in, up in arms about and are trying to repeal. But I thought it was them. I thought it was bad form to make fun of fat people, which we do all the time on this show, and, and rightly so, because we've had many, many people call up and say, you know what, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't uh, take the abuse anymore. I decided not to be fat anymore. And that's the whole point. It's a matter of choice. Um, I'm a fat person that's got it eh, sort of under control. I've got, I'm not down to the ideal weight that I used to be at when I, let, when I led an active life because my life is Ooh, it's not inactive, but damn close, damn close. I'm not nearly as active as I would like to be or as I used to be. And when I used to be active, I looked really, really good body-wise. Below the neck, uh, and yes, I am a short person, but below the neck, it looked okay. I could look in the mirror and go, eh, yeah, you know, nothing, uh, nothing embarrassing. I could take my shirt off at the beach, not, not have to worry about people going, oh, wow, look at him. He's got I used to be able to do that. But then I stopped moving and, uh, and I started eating more. And that's the, the whole thing. Uh, and, and people, fat people, and everyone's already heard the story ad nauseum about my fat friend who died, the only friend that I ever knew who died from substance abuse. The substance wasn't any drug or alcohol uh, or anything like that. It was food. He had an eating disorder. He couldn't stop eating, and he ate himself to death. And uh, and so eating disorders, what what kind of insane stuff is that? We have so many non-problems in our society. It's so much easier to be alive in this day and age than it ever has been ever before. Our ancestors, and we all have them, we're all connected by an unbroken chain of relatives that lead all the way back to the beginning of life itself. But let's just talk about the human ancestors. They had to struggle with so much crap from the cavemen that had to fight, uh, you know, saber-toothed tigers and other cavemen and freezing ice age conditions. Uh, and things like that to every successive generation afterwards that had to put up with real things, uh, invading Huns and oppressive dictators and horrible tyrants. And probably most of our ancestors were schleppers, were, uh, were peasants, were peons, and, and had no medical, I mean, well, medicine didn't even exist back then. If you got an injury, you either healed from it or you died. And all of these people put up with all of, the, all of, oh, all of these things and stayed alive long enough to reproduce. I wonder if you could get into a time machine and go back and talk to one of your ancestors and try to share your problems with them and try to cry to one of your ancestors, like 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 go talk to Grog, your caveman ancestor, and say, I have an eating disorder. I can't seem to control how much food I put in my mouth. What would what would Grog say to you about your pathetic little problem? Grog would hit you with a club and eat you and say, now you don't have a problem any longer. And, and that's the whole point is that it's a matter of choice. Nobody's saying that it's easy. It's not easy for me. I love, I love carbos. I love eating big plates of rice uh, with black beans on them or not. It doesn't matter. I like bread. I love bread. Like I said in Fatso, you like bread. I love bread. Or, or is it the, uh, the reverse of it? I like luxury cookbooks. Yeah, so do I. I like all of it. And, and if I could, I would eat like a guppy until I exploded. But because I'm a sentient human being, I realize what effect that's going to have on my body. So as someone who has conscious control of their hands, I put the fork down every now and then, and I try to get off my ass every now and then. And it ain't easy. 
But if I didn't do that, I'd weigh 300 pounds easy by now, which is about twice as much as I do already. I'd look like Josh Friedman. I'd look like all the other fat lardos that we have running around in this place, including the one that gave me this article. Thank you very much, hi boy. So we're going to talk about eating disorders. And I'm going to talk about the opposite thing, too, the, the anorexics and bulimics, because it's all part of the same, you don't have control over your hands. How sad are you that you don't have any control over what your hands put into your face or, or what your body does? That's the basic principle of, of just being alive. Animals laugh at you that you don't have control over your body. You're, you're not a, a human. You're, you're something much, much less than that if you don't have control over your own body. Oh, I can't stop eating. Wah, wah, wah. 12 after 10 on 560 WQAM. Am I to understand there will be no sad dishes? Hey, you with the fork, when you run, do your corduroy pants catch fire? When you walk backwards, do you go beep, beep, beep? If so, then you need our revolutionary weight loss system. Introducing Dila Jenny Ultra Nutrafast Slim Watchers, the only diet program that uses the amazing new concept of eating less. I never would have thought of it, but Dila Jenny Ultra Nutrafast Slim Watchers showed me that if I place less food in my mouth, I lose weight. Look at me now! But that's only the beginning, because Dila Jenny Ultra Nutrafast Slim Watchers will also introduce you to the radical new process called moving around more. I always thought the best way to lose weight was to just sit still. But these people showed me it was better to move around more. Look at me now. And if you sign up now during this special unlimited time offer, you'll be evaluated by our untrained professionals who wear real white coats and act like they care. Boy, were their coats white. Look at me now. Yes, Dila Jenny Ultra Nutrafast Slim Watchers, the program that's better than all the rest. Because it is all the rest. 1017560 WQAM 5670560 if you want to talk about fat people, skinny people, or uh, in-between people. Pound 560 on the Mobile One line. So the thing about the anti-discrimination fat thing has got me kind of scratching my head because if we can discriminate against people like smokers, which we, can, which we discussed yesterday, because they do uh, self-destructive things and the, the health insurance people especially. And that was the whole thing behind all the drug testing. When we had drug testing at Cox, that was the excuse is that you people lead an unhealthy lifestyle, so we're going to test against you. We're going to test for you uh, to see if you do that, and then if you do, you're fired. So if you can be fired or not hired on the basis of uh, leading an unhealthy lifestyle, or if you can be denied insurance on the basis of leading an unhealthy lifestyle, and a lot of times when you're filling out the insurance forms, there's that line I've seen sometimes about, do you engage in any kind of high-risk activity like skydiving, hang gliding, bungee jumping, uh, anything like that? And Presumably, they will deny you insurance based on uh, these things because it's a dangerous activity. You could be hurt. They could, be, uh, they could wind up having to pay your medical bills and everything. Well, what about fat? What about being fat that kills people constantly, daily? I don't know. You know I'd like to think that uh, they took that into account when they made those tobacco things, You know, 3 million dead a, a year, however many it is, when they did that commercial, those truth people about how many people tobacco kills? How about how many people fat kills? All the people that are in their 50s and everything, you, you almost never see a fat person over 50 because fat kills them. And I don't want to come off sounding insensitive because the only way that you're going to get these people to do anything about it is to have some compassion and be there for them uh, while they're crying. And, and we tried that. 
with my fat friend. We tried the intervention thing. We begged him. We pleaded with him. We we um, had sensitivity with my fat friend. We we would beg him to do to do something. You know, we offered to help him. We offered to sit with him, whatever it would take. And and he wouldn't have any of it. He wouldn't hear it. I'm fine. The doctor says I'm healthy. Blah blah blah. Wouldn't wouldn't listen to any of it. And it's funny with a drug person. You've heard of uh, hitting rock bottom. People who have substance abuse problems like drugs, uh, coke problem, when their money runs out, when they lose all their friends, when they can't hold a job down, when they hit rock bottom, that's usually the point where they turn their life around. Unless, of course, they have what's called in the 12-step substance abuse programs an enabler. An enabler is someone who makes it possible for you to continue your self-destructive lifestyle. My fat friend's enabler was his mother because she gave him just enough money to go out and buy the junk food that he continued to eat. She would bring him food. When he died, the night he died, she was making him food. She was with him in the kitchen cooking him food when he died. So I don't know why we, we make, a, you know, we have a double standard. It's substance abuse. It's all substance abuse, and it's deadly, and it's a killer, and it will kill you. All of these eating disorders, including the anorexia, and bulimia, which which comes from a totally different different end, the fashion industry, the Eurofag that I was talking about yesterday. Don't tell me, and, and I and I argue this point with women all the time because women like to blame men for all of women's problems, and and we'll take the blame for I don't know some of it, maybe half, but I'm not going to take the blame for forcing women to be skinny. Those of you who know men, especially Latin men, you know that we don't like them skinny. We like them with figures, little in the middle, but she got much back. That's the kind of thing that, that Latin men, including the Italian Latin men, generally speaking, like. And I've only met two guys in my life, and, and they were skinny little twigs themselves. I've only met two guys that actually liked skinny women, who I've actually heard say the words, I like them skinny as a rail. One of them is Tommy. Have you met Tommy's girlfriend? Tommy's girlfriend could fall through the drain. Love you, Don. Love you, Don. But she, she's thin. She's thin, dude. And the other one was another coworker, Adam. But they're both skinny narcissists. They like women that look just like them. Skinny little uh, anorexic-looking guys. All the rest of the guys, I've never heard the words I like a skinny woman from. When you're standing on the street corner or sitting on the, on the bench at the mall watching the girls go by, I've never heard a guy say, wow, look at that total skinny no figure whatsoever. Let me at that. Or, or wow, look at that no discernible ass. That looks good to me. Let me have that. Wow, look at that no chest. Look at that androgynous, I don't know what it is. Boy, I'm going there. Look at that no figure, I can't tell if it's a guy or a girl. You've never heard that. No guy has ever heard that because well, that's not how we talk. We go, look at that ass. Look at those tits. Like Mandich says, you like figures. We like thighs. We like meat. We like something going on. I don't know except for those two narcissists, any guys that like the skinny women. So don't blame the heterosexual man for this whole anorexia, bulimia, thin madness. It was on again on the news this morning on some show as I was flipping around uh, trying to find some material this morning. It's those Eurofag designers that, that want skinny-ass models because they want their clothes to flow. They want walking coat hangers to make their clothes look good. They're not designing clothes to make women look good. They're selecting women that make their clothes look good. It's backwards. It's bass-ackwards. It's like an artist shopping for a canvas that's going to make his work look better. 
oh, I like the texture of this canvas. It's going to give it a three-dimensional look. That's what it's all about. These, these, these designers, and I don't know if there are any straight male designers out there, and not all of them suck. 90% of them do. The fashion industry is such a farce, and I'm going to spend some time on that today. But, but I don't know if there are straight designers. There must be, just the law of averages. But, you know, when I watch all these shows, and I do, I'm stuck because uh, guess what? I like to hang out with the wife, and I usually let her control what we watch on TV because my taste sucks. I'm going to watch cartoons or something like that. By the way, some of the recent cartoons are pretty good. Maybe I'll talk about those later. So I watch crap, no question about it. So I let the, wa the wife choose most of the time, and she watches crap. She watches all these fashion shows. Uh, Style with Elsa, My Teeth Are Clenched, and uh, Fashion Magazine, and, you know, FTV, you know. All of these things. And so I watch them, and I'm watching Carl Fagerfeld walking around with his fan, and they, they choose all these beanpole models. They want uniform size. They want so that they don't have to make different sizes for every model during the runway shows. And they want these really, really skinny women so that when the women look at the pictures and the runway models with these outfits looking all thin, the women think in their heads, oh, wow, if I buy that outfit, I'll look really thin too. Well, yeah, if you're anorexic, if you look like a starving Swahili, you'll look like that. So don't blame hetero males for this whole skinny madness that's going on there. We had nothing to do with that. We don't want that. Most of us. Maybe maybe I'll hear from some other narcissists out there that also like skinny women with the uh, with the protruding pelvic bones and uh, where you can see every single rib and, and they look like Auschwitz victims. 1025 on 560 WQAM. Get the honey, Junior. Thank you for calling the bulimia hotline. If you're having trouble throwing up, press 1. Imagine yourself laying in bed next to Rosie O'Donnell. She takes off her bikini, push up bra and G-string, and asks you to rub lotion all over her quivering body. She kisses you. You lick her. You run your tongue from her lips down her neck over a hunk of warm Swiss cheese she was saving for later. You caress her breast. You find two anchovies and a pepperoni under the left one and an egg salad sandwich fermenting under the right one. You passionately run your tongue lower and lower as you start to smell the aroma of an old veal cutlet that she misplaced in the gentle fold of her buttocks back in 1989. Then you make love to her. Thank you for calling the Bulimia Emergency Hotline. If you still can't vomit, seek professional help. Roy! Well, the Roy button's right next to the hurl. So you can't, if they pass the law that you can't discriminate against the fat people, and I'm all for employers, you get to choose your employees. That's, you know, that's, one moment, please. That's, that's the American fucking way. At least it should be. Because what if you don't want to have a disgusting fat body in your workplace breaking your furniture and making the place smell really bad? Just hypothetically speaking, of course, that's not to say that we have any of those kinds of people working here. But what if you didn't want a fat person breaking your furniture? And they do break furniture. They absolutely do. My fat friends have broken my furniture all over the place. At one time, every piece of furniture in my house was broken by one of my fat friends, not the one who died the other ones, because I don't, I, ha, I uh, have fat friends. They break furniture. And guess what? Generally speaking, they don't smell real pleasant, because let's face the reality of it. There are just places on their body they can't reach, unless they have help, unless they have a shower massage on a stick, 
or something, unless they have a gravity boot so that they can hang upside down and get to some of those folds. There are places on my back I can't reach, but I have a long scrub brush, so with that I can get it, but I don't have folds. You know, I have one, but I can reach that one. But there are places they can't reach, so let's face it, I don't care how much time you sit soaking, and, and I, don't, I don't know if they do. The, my friend who died, he reeked constantly. He reeked from a distance. You could smell him. If he was downwind of you, you could smell him. And it was a foul funk. It was nasty. We loved him just the same. We hung out with him just the same. We would go visit him even though it was, it was nauseating. It was, it was challenging. It was, and, and you had an experience where you were sent from a, from a room because of the aroma of a fat, disgusting body. And, and you ran into the bathroom and... So we're not making these things up, and I don't want to sound insensitive, but these are the facts. They smell, they break furniture, and they're very unhealthy. They're going to develop health problems and probably die from being obese and overweight. Those are the facts. You're probably, if you're fat, that's probably what's going to kill you. Just like if you're a smoker, that's probably what's going to kill you. You might get hit by a truck. Uh, excuse me. I ate this morning. I ate my leftover salad. Thank you, Chucks, again, uh, Subcenter. They got food for the Hank guys yesterday, and, and Hank neglected to plug them. So I said I would plug them twice. So subcenter, 441 and 199, and then we'll plug them again later on if we get lunch from them. But anyway, I digress. So, I, I mean, you're, trying to, you're an employer, and you're trying to fill your workplace up with uh, pleasant people, especially people that are going to be greeting the public. And you do have the reality that, first of all, most overweight people uh, don't look pleasant to other people, even to other fat people. You know, my fat friend all the time used to say, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I have to change banks because I need a thing. I'm not going to f*** her. She's fat. I've heard that so many times from my fat friends. They don't discriminate against each other. They don't even have any sensitivity towards each other. So you're going to meet, you know, and like, like what if you go to Hooters and you're a fat chick and you want to get a job? Remember they had that big lawsuit because the guy wanted to work there? Well, obviously they have a certain standard there, which I don't, I don't agree with that concept, but nevertheless... I mean, whatever, I just think that it's very uh, sexually exploitive. I, I prefer the, the honesty of the whorehouse much better than, uh, than this uh, soft-sell cheesecake kind of thing that they have going on over there. But nevertheless, they have some standards, and they have the right to maintain those standards. What if big porky mama comes in there, and she wants a job? She's going to sue because she can't get a job as a waitress, and she's, you know, and she's also the board and cow. What if you want to make it a, a health issue? What if you want to say that? I, I, oh, boy, this loaded the lines up, so obviously we've got some really pissed off fat people on here. Miami Lakes, hello. Hey, George. Yeah. I heard that uh, Ali Mc... I don't know who that was, but it was a fake voice, and uh, next time. Mobile in Miami, hello. Hey, George, how's it going? Okay. A couple things. Um, first of all, you're doing a great job. Thank you. I don't need to say that to you anymore. Please don't. Um, <laughs> um, Mad TV had a thing Saturday night about the Ali McBeal Happy Meal or some stuff. Oh, yes. And, and it came with a finger. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. That was pretty funny. Um, another thing, um, you were talking yesterday about gambling, and last night I happened to be flipping through the satellite, and on Discovery they had a thing uh, for a whole hour about high rollers in Vegas. Mm-hmm. What a great show, man. Um, I'd like to talk- be one of those. Huh? I'd like to be one of those. Yeah, uh, believe me, I was sitting on the couch going, my God. I mean, these people where they, they, you know, they don't have to pay for their room, they get comp for this and comp oh, for that. Yeah. And, you know, but I mean, we're talking people who just, that's all they do is gamble. You know, they'll come there once a month, twice a month, and they're just, 
you name it, man, the red carpet is out for these people. And, I, of course, I'm sitting there going, oh, man, wow, I mm-hmm. wish that was me. Yep. But then they had a story of a, uh, this Greek immigrant. Im- immigrant. Immigrant, who, yeah. uh, Hello? Uh-huh. And he didn't speak a word of English when he came here. And he, he's got some record out there in Vegas. Everybody knows him. He gambled for three years straight and was all the way up to $22 million, and now he has nothing, and now he's trying to build his wealth back up. But I mean, that's all these people were doing was gambling. And you know how people were calling in yesterday saying, oh, we can't have that here, we can't have that here. My God, man, if you could just see the money that goes in and out of that I know. place. And I know. It's unbelievable. Uh, one other thing, if you want to lose weight, what you need to do is get this effing bug that I've had for the last week. I must have lost 10 pounds. There's there some you go. That's blue- a great way. Better health Dude, there's, business. There, there's something going around. I don't know how I got it, where I got it from, but if you get it, you're, you're going to feel like you're dying. All right. All right, George, have a good one. Talk to you later, okay, man. Okay, come over and Bye. spit in my mouth. Uh, Icky Poo, 24 till 11 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Boog Shambi? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Yo, man, what's up with your guy from a sporkle? You're the kind of guy that people get the hell out of the way for. Get the hell out of my way! Ah, but try to find a clothing store that suits your taste and your girth. My what? Uh, your size. Oh, right. Either the clothes are good-looking but tiny, or they're the right size but ugly. And I hate that! Well, so, why haven't you guys been to the Fat and Nasty Man shop? The Fat Nasty Man shop? Did he say Fat and Nasty Man shop? Oh, yeah. Are you saying we're fat and nasty? Uh, no, I'm saying the clothes are. Don't jerk us around! Oh, idiots. Hey, hey, the Fat and Nasty Man Shop has clothing that'll fit you, fashions that'll suit you, and extra wide aisles so you won't have to say... Get the hell out of my way! Oh, yeah? Well, get the hell out of my way! I'll see you! Get the hell out of my way! Okay, so we'll have to widen the aisles a bit more. The Fat and Nasty Man Shop. And hey, eat another donut, because alterations are free! They better be! Nineteen till eleven five sixty WQAM open line in Dade five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line two open lines in Broward uh, same numbers what can I say we did have a whole bunch of pissed off fat people on the phone but they hung up during the break I guess they went to get a donut Kendall hello Kendall Kendall goodbye let's try sunrise sunrise why won't this thing work it's a pizza sunrise how you doing all right. Yeah, I'm another pissed off fat person. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm dying, but give me the skinny ass model anytime. Okay, there you go. I mean, my wife was a hundred pounds when I married her. Yeah. Now she weighs about one fifty, and I can't look at her. Okay. Is that it? Well, not quite. Okay. Uh, I think that your opinions are your opinions, of and course. nobody has ever accused me of smelling, and I weigh close to three hundred. I don't. I, I've I've met fat people that don't smell. But I'd just say that, uh, generally speaking, you know what and, I mean? And you've also met pl- plenty of people who smell like sheep. I mean, skinny ones, too. Yeah, right? yeah. So then, then... There you go. You know. But I think it's, uh, you know, there, there's more of a tendency when you can't reach parts of your body to uh, just ignore those parts. No, i got a brush on a stick. I mean, there like most go. people do. All right. Okay, thank that's you, what loofahs are for. That is what loofahs are for. Yeah. Thank you very much, no, I, but m- many people aren't buying them, the uh, the loofah on a stick. Wish there were more fat people like that. The scrunch on a stick. He, he, he's fine. Like I said, I'm not, I'm, I don't personally discriminate, but I'm just saying if you can discriminate against smokers or skydivers or any other people that lead an unhealthy lifestyle, why not that? 
Obviously they do. You're not going to call up here and tell me that, oh, I'm healthy, I'm fat, but I'm healthy, because that's what my, those were his last dying words, the last conversation that I had with my fat friend. I'm as healthy as a horse. Yeah, a fat horse, uh, you know, that's on its last legs. Leg. Kendall, hello. Hey, George. Hey, what? How you doing, man? Okay. Good morning. Um, Good morning. I wanted to I wanted to uh, agree with you on that discrimination thing against uh, fat people. Mm-hmm. I don't as a if I were to own a business and I was going to use the uh, the Hooters example that you gave. Uh-huh. All that it's going to mean if you're forced to hire an overweight woman to work there is that you're going to have a big empty section in your restaurant. You're basically <laughs> you're going to basically be yeah. supporting her and you're right. going to lose that much business. The opportunity cost is immense. Right. You know that. Bad, uh, bad word, I guess. Because that's the nature of that business. Uh-huh. That's, they're obviously using uh, female bodies as a draw, which is sexist and sexually exploitive, no question about that, but that's their gimmick. See, but it, I mean, the, the place is called Hooters for crying see, but out loud. It's, it's There's not no question just, that's what it's about. It's not just Hooters, though. I mean, people are... It's not just Hooters. People are disgusted by fat people. Exactly. It. And, it's not, and, it, and the same goes for the, for the opposite end of the spectrum, is that, people, yes. is that it's good for business to have good-looking people working for you. Sure it's, it's it is. A, it's We're a, a superficial society. We're very shallow and superficial. Why do you think we have beauty contests if it doesn't matter to us? I mean, it's even subconscious. Like, if you were, if you or I were to go to a store and it's all men what, working in the men's department, you're going to go to the better-looking man right. with questions or, you know, or comments or, or whatever. Because no, people, no question. people are just naturally going to go towards better-looking people. Right. And another thing is, is that this whole, this whole thing when you, when you're, hearing about like these talk shows when they have fat people on there saying I'm fat and I'm proud you're not fat and proud you're weak and you're rationalizing there you go you know put right. down put down the sandwich and do some sit-ups I mean I'm slight I'm like 10 pounds overweight now I look in the mirror I realize it so I've cut out fried foods and all that and I'm getting back into the exercise thing and I'm going to I'm going to trim back down I don't there's there's not there's nothing to say that you can't do that. If you can't do it, you really have a problem. You're sad. You find yourself being drawn to the refrigerator with no recourse whatsoever, then seek help. There you go. It's out there. Yes, it is. All right, man. You, you have a good day. You too. Bye. And, and you know, and I don't care. If, you know, there are, are going to be some people calling up today going, I'm fat, and that's unhealthy, and I don't care, and so what? And indeed, so what? The point is, if we can discriminate against other people who lead an unhealthy lifestyle, why, why not you? And that's the basis of this article, the people in San Francisco who are holding up signs saying such things as, um, fight my fat alien butt. Does that make any sense to you in response to the, uh, when, the, when they come, they'll eat the fat ones first, which they will. The, the, the slow and the stupid die first in nature when the predators come running. That's absolutely correct. If, if the lions got loose at the zoo, guess what? They're going to catch these slow-moving people. It ain't going to be me. I can run up a flight of stairs really fast, lickety-split, no problem. But this guy makes a good point, and that is we're very superficial. When we go to a store, we're going to be gravitated towards the attractive salesperson, even if it's another guy, and guys will deny that. No, 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 no. If there's a fat, disgusting body or some uh, good-looking GQ-looking guy with a Eurofag haircut like Joe Cass in there, you're going to want to talk to that guy because he's not going to be physically repulsive to you. Short people, I'm a short guy. Short people are discriminated against. To get a drink at a bar, I have to stand on the little, the stepping thing, the little bar thing, so that I will be noticed, because otherwise they just look right over my head and don't, they don't even pay any, any, any attention to me. I was trying to buy a bag of weed once, and, and I was sitting outside these people's house, and they were ignoring me, because they had some friends over. 
and, uh, and the wife was next door, and I said, hey, honey, come over here and sit on the hood of the car with me. Why? Just do it, because I understood the principle of attractive people get attention. And she sat on the hood of the car with me, and it wasn't 10 seconds later. The door opened, and here came, here came my friend with all his friends. Hey, George, I didn't even see you out here. Of course you didn't. I'm a short little fluff of nothing. But as soon as a, a tall Amazonian babe is sitting next to me, then all of a sudden I'm worth talking to, asshole. Give me my bag already. 13 to 11 on WQAM, Miami. Hello. Miami. Yes, hey, George. Good show. Got a couple don't, of points. Don't say, don't say that. Well, I'm enjoying it a lot more than tapes, I'll say that. Oh, definitely thank you very definitely much. a step up. Uh, got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, last week I saw something, uh, getting back to your models, They I saw for the first time what they had, what they call the uh, plus size. So yeah. they are fighting back which on is, that. Which is okay, except I want to say something about Fat Emmy. Fat Emmy is fat, and she's unattractive, and uh, go ahead, sir. Yes, you better believe it. I've only seen one supermodel that looks good. Onion and, uh, body. She has an onion body. I have no problem with the plus-size models as long as the, the, the pluses are all in the right place. And that goes right to my point. Do you remember the guest gene girl, Anna Nicole Smith? Sure. That's the only one I've ever seen, and that, that's what I think all models should look like right then and there. She's And, and, and you know, and all those artists, all those uh, Rubenesque uh, paintings where they had those, you know, in the olden days, Oh yeah. Models and they had just a, you know just a little bit of a selective role here and there and but but it was the shape the overall shape came together really nicely. Uh, I like a woman with some meat on her bones as that's long right. as the meat's in the right spots. That's, that's the crucial that's thing. That's just it. It's placement. Yeah, I'm a former fat guy, and I can tell you I agree with what you're saying. You know, just it's a question of controlling so yourself you a little it. bit you, more. You, exactly. Eat a little bit less, move a little bit more. Eat oh, a little yeah. bit less of the right things. Cut the carbos out. The Atkins is very sound. You don't have to uh, go into it. You know, full bore. You don't have to make it, you know, like a major part of your life if you don't have that much weight to lose. Just, just cut it down. Cut down the carbs. Yeah, that and a little bit of exercise goes a long way. I grew up as one of the fat kids that never got the ball or was always hit with right. the dodgeball. So I can tell you for a fact that it's a lot better uh, being in shape than being out of shape, no so matter what. So anybody much better. You, you can get into and out of a car without being in pain, without groaning. And I'm making the car lean on the side is also a big plus on the mileage for the tires. There you too. go. <laughs> okay, oh, and sir. by the way, there's no such thing as a short person. It's vertically challenged now, so okay. in case you hadn't heard. I hadn't heard. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have a good one. You too. I'm a short person, and that's all there is to it. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, they they mentioned that in this article. They said, if fat people are picked on as children, uh, they're the last one to be picked for the volleyball team. No kidding. No shit. They're the last one. They can't jump. They can't clear the floor. You'd be, you're going to pick a fat person for the volleyball team? Talk about, you might as well put a, a bag of cement out there. They can't move. They're going to jump for the ball? If we had a sumo wrestling team, then they'd be picked first. Did you see, and we were watching that. We were at Chili's one day watching the sumo thing. And Did you see the little guy pick up the guy twice his size and just move him right out of that circle? That's impressive when the little guy beats up the big guy. Well, not, not sumo wrestling, not beat him up, but just got the leverage thing going on there. Just got in under him, picked the one leg up, and just, it looked like he, it looked easy to him. It looked like he was just pushing against him just a little bit, and it threw the fat guy off balance. And then once you, once you move that center of gravity, nature does the rest. It was a sight to see. But yeah, if we had a sumo wrestling contest, but why would you, any, any activity, any sport that required movement, and, and my, my fat friends were all really good wrestlers, by the way. That's what they did in high school. Gee, what a shocker that is. They were in their own uh, category, their own weight class. Mobile in Naples, hello. Hey, George. Hey. Hello, high class. Big here. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, sir. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I went to FIU my first year in college. And uh, you're a refugee of SPIC, which is, right. which is even harder to assimilate. And I don't notice any accident when you speak. None whatsoever. I was raised well, by well, rednecks, sir. 
Okay, I see. I was raised by now, uh, When I went to FIU, uh, every uh, spick that was born here talked like, hey, really? Talk man. like this, my really, man. That's killer, bro. Yeah, hey, man. And they all drive their Honda Civics with the 40 inch woofers. Right. And I'm proud to see that you assimilated very well. I'm very proud of you. Thank you very much. I'm happy to, uh, <clears throat> to have assimilated. I would rather hang out with a dirty toed redneck any day of the week. As long as the action goes away, that's all. Right. Now, uh, I wanted to talk about fat chicks. <laughs> okay. Now, at the end of the night, <clears throat> when things start getting rough and you start looking, you know how they say in, uh, well, the Cubans anyway, el que come malo y bueno come dos veces. <laughs> I'm not very picky when it comes to that at the end of the night. And I hate when I go up to fat chicks and they tell me no. Like, they should be so picky. I they mean, tell you no? What's wrong yeah, with you? Well, it's never you know, happened to me. I have a, I have a, I have what they call a bit of a weight problem. I'm not obese. Oh, well, there you go. No, I'm not obese. I'm not obese. I'm they a good looking guy. They don't have to have you. There are, there are, there are drunk guys that aren't fat that they can have. You mm. understand? They're disgusting. Like, I should be dissed by a fat cow. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's, it's amazing that's, that's to me that poetic, I have to commit. That's called poetic justice. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to start doing the old finger down the throat. See if it works. Either that or cocaine, but I can't afford cocaine. No, the finger's cheaper. Yeah, and uh, either that'll become a coke slut. Over here in Naples, there's plenty of those, and it seems to be working for them. Naples is coke slut. <laughs> oh my friend, Wreck this em. is a town of wannabes. This is a town of like uh, materialistic gold digging wannabes. I thought that was this town. Oh no, no, this is worse. Okay. This is worse because they presume that they aren't. In Miami, they all know that they're they're uh, materialistic gold diggers. Right, shallow. And you see that mostly in South Beach. In Naples, you see it all over the place. You see beautiful 30-year-olds married to 80-year-olds that can barely get it up. I had no idea. I thought it was just rednecks and retirees over there. No, you're way off, buddy. There, there's a there's some good-looking church down here. It's just very uh, high-maintenance. Okay. All right, buddy. I'm going to go wipe my ass now. Okay, no problem. Speaking of fat people, we got. I'm going to do this on the air. The kudos to Julio. Did I did I mention that? I don't even remember. It wor- it's worth mentioning again, even if I did, because I don't remember if I did. We're at the party on Wednesday night. We're at the free station ratings party, thanks to uh, this show and the fact that uh, we're all together in one place. And these two party crash girls show up. And, of course, we didn't kick them out because, like I said, they were girls. And, you know, do we remember their names even? I said we were going to talk about them on the air. Lisa and I forget. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. Anyway, two girls, and we're all standing around, you know, like dorks, holding our dorks, going, you know, go ask them to dance. No, you go ask them to dance. Go, no, you go ask them to dance. And somebody That's completely says, untrue. You're such a liar. That is not untrue. That's exactly what was going on. What was going on, memory boy? I was having a drink with my friends. Yeah. And George Rodriguez walks up and says, hey, Joe. Let's go ask those two girls. No, 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 no. That was all. That was already in progress when I walked up. People were already going. Who, hey, let's go ask them to dance. Who are those girls? Let's go ask them to dance. Somebody like that. I don't think I brought well, that up. Well, I was drunk. I could have. It could have been me. I don't exactly remember. What I just remember a pack of guys. There were more than just the three of us. There were a pack of guys sitting there like cowards. And somebody said, "Hey, Julio, you go ask them." Who said that? Somebody, go ahead. What you you have so your George says this. to Joe, yes. let's go ask those girls to dance. And Joe says, no, that's not my move. I don't do that. But you have ask done that. Julio. That's a lie. That's that's a lie, by the way. Ask Julio. Ask Julio. And I said, now I remember this line. I said, Julio can't get shit. He's fat. At which point, Julio put his drink down, walked over and asked the girls to dance, and they both walked out on the dance floor with him. And then so, George swoops out on the dance floor. The jackal that I am. But to Julio, we say, because even though he was fat, he has a big hairy pair. And we have to admire that in a man, fat or otherwise. Miami Beach, hello. 
Hello, George. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, George? Nothing. Hey, um, I was, I, I would say I have to agree about the fat people. I was, uh, 215, six foot tall, which wasn't so, so right, bad. Right, that ain't so bad. It ain't, but if you're not comfortable, you're not comfortable. If you don't want to take your shirt off at, at the beach and you got the little bitch titties, you're not going to, you're not going to feel good about yourself. No, you're not. But one thing, you know, I was thinking while I was on hold, depression does play a lot on people. Like as far as I know, it's a I vicious think cycle. I think all the fat people are depressed. It's a vicious cycle. They're depressed because they're fat, and because they're depressed, they eat, and so they get fatter. Yeah. Which, you know, and well, wow, that that makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm depressed because I'm fat, so I'm gonna go eat a Twinkie. Well, see, now I'm 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 165 pounds, total six packed out. I mean, really? And it, oh, um, and it's amazing when when chicks like fixate and look at your stomach muscle. I mean, right. it's like. And it's so worth it. Wow, let me do my laundry on that. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's it's but it's so worth it because other, otherwise, what are you doing? You're watching TV. So instead of watching TV, go, go for, for a half a an hour jog. Do something. Just walk. Just walk. You don't have to jog at the beginning because jogging hurts when you're fat. Trust me, I know. Well, uh, yeah. Just walk, and then maybe later on get up to a jogger. You know what? If jogging hurts because that pound pound hurts you, then yeah. uh, skate or but, bike. But or you swim. know what? I've heard even that one kind of pisses me off towards because. I was 2:15. I started off. I ran a mile. The next day, I ran a mile. But so you know, you know, the there are people that are miles. so fat that they can't clear the ground. They can't. Yeah. They can't break. Well, the if you're that, if you're that fat, man, you you need to, I don't know, sit out in the sun for like 40 hours. Walk. Or you can walk. <laughs> walk. Do something, man. Start breathing. I'm telling you, though, if you're fat and you're listening, you fat pigs out there, go do some exercise. You'll feel much better. All right, okay, take it okay, easy, George. Sir. Thank you very much. Three till eleven, five sixty, WQAO. It'll make you sh. I know someone that can use a sandwich or two. Eat moss, that skinny chick, the skinniest chick I know. Your future's bleak, that heroin chic, you got to lay off the blow. Kate Moss, that skinny chick, we want to know what's the deal. To close the trap when you're in rehab, you're worse than Allie McBeal. Except I'm sure she would have a better show if she had one. Kate and Calvin Klein have parted ways. What are we going to do? What are we going to do without Kate modeling Calvin Klein's clothes? Oh, Kate. So, um... Fat people are discriminated against, no question about that, and everywhere they go, socially, in the workplace, et cetera, and so on. But I wonder because, you know, people are discriminated against based on their looks all the time. Like I said before, short people are. I can't, I can't get a drink or even get noticed or get service unless I stand on my tippy toes or wear stilts or something because uh, short people are viewed as children. Anyone who you look down upon is, is minor to you. That's the, uh, the psychology of it. Short people get hired less and promoted less often, get raises less often than do tall people. Uh, but still, no big whoop. I get into and out of the car fine. Uh, I do everything that, that a normal high, uh, you know, sized person can do. Uh, you know, I can even reproduce. It ain't that big a thing. There are people with real afflictions out there that there's nothing that they can do about them, like your height. I mean, I'm not going to take growth hormones or anything like that. I guess it's too late now anyway. But, uh, I mean, I'm 5'6". It ain't so bad. It ain't so bad. And Joe C is five seven. Very proud of that inch, aren't you? I'm very proud of my inch also. But there are people out there that were born, you know, like thalidomide babies, born with no arms. They have little flippers. People who are born with horrible facial deformities, double cleft palate, uh, misshapen skulls, uh, the heart on the outside. Uh, you know, all of these things. All of these things that you're born with, you can't really do anything about them. 
There are people out there that have physical afflictions that they can't do anything about, and they're discriminated against because of their physical afflictions. And so why anyone would want to go through life with a condition that made you feel uncomfortable, that was going to kill you soon, kill you early, caused you to break furniture and don't tell me, you know, I'll, I'll accept that not all fat people stink, but I will not accept that fat people don't break furniture because they do. But if you could, by changing your lifestyle, Joe, if you could, by changing your diet, grow taller, wouldn't you do it? Yes, I would. In a, in a second, wouldn't you? Yeah. Even if it meant that all you could eat for the rest of your life were hard-boiled eggs. Maybe not. If you could eat hard-boiled eggs for two years and nothing but hard-boiled eggs for two years, and at the end of the two years, you'd be 6'3", would you do it? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. If John Merrick the Elephant Man, if somebody said, hey, John Merrick the Elephant Man, I am not an animal. If you said to John Merrick, hey, John Merrick, by eating nothing but uh, steamed cabbage in a year, you could look like, uh, like Clark Gable. You could look really good. Don't you think that John Merrick would do it in a heartbeat? Absolutely. Absolutely. So why anyone would want to go through life, and no one is saying that it's easy. I don't know much in life that is easy, except possibly falling off a log or getting killed in traffic in Dade County. These things are easy. It's not easy controlling your diet, but it's not impossible. And you know what? The only, people who, the only person who has the ability to control your diet is you. As you to go blaming your hormones, or be, like 2% of the actual fat people actually have a hormonal condition that's responsible for it. The rest of y'all, you just like to pig out and sit on your ass. That's the bottom line. And, and, and so to cry about the way that people treat you when you're the one that made yourself the way you are, and you're the one that can change the way you look, the power is right there in your hands. Just put the, put the food down. Just put it down. Oh, it is not easy. It releases endorphins in my brain. That's exactly it, just like cocaine does, just like eating chocolate does, which is why I have chocolate in the fridge in there. Don't tell Neil. Let's see if we can polish that off before he gets back because I'll get in trouble for having chocolate on the premises because he's a weak, weak-minded individual who likes to release endorphins in his brain by putting food in his face. That is the drug of choice of fat people. And my fat friend was militant. You know, every once in a while, I'd pull out a joint when we would have social gatherings, and I would light it up in front of him because, uh, you know, because I'm allowed, because it's my body. And he would, and he would diss me for it. Oh, that's unhealthy. Oh, I've never taken a drug. I've never taken a drug. He's dead now, and he never took a drug, and he never drank alcohol, and he didn't do anything illicit except, guess what? He shoveled tons of food into his body and denied it. And then we'd do the pop-in at his house, and there would be a stack of pizza boxes in the corner that weren't there yesterday. Would you, did you have a party? Friend X, did you have a party? Mm -hmm. Same thing with all my other fat friends. If you popped in surprised, you'd see them shoveling junk into their face. So they're like, oh, oh, are you? You know, they did a study because the people, they like to say that they exercise a lot and eat almost nothing. They like to claim that. And they actually followed these people around with the cameras. And lo and behold, guess what? They're full of crap. They lied. They're shoveling food down their face and sitting on their ass, just like you thought they were. But they're denying it because because they have a problem. They have a substance abuse problem. Mobile in Miami, hello. Hey, how you doing, George? Okay. Um, a little word about what you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, Hooters. Uh, you said something about that's very sexist. Sure it is. Yes, it is. And those girls make great tips and they sure, love it. Sure, it is. Oh no, free, free country. More power to you if you want to if you want to sell chicken wings with uh, with. Right. More power to you. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. The other thing I wanted to to ask you is. Uh, 
What did that guy say in Spanish to make you laugh? Oh, 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 it was hysterical. It's an old saying that I'd forgotten. He said, the, the, the man that eats well and eats poorly eats twice. That doesn't make it. It's not as funny in English, but of course it loses in the translation. Sure, sure it does. But basically, if you have a good meal and a bad meal, at least you had two meals. Now, there's two two more things I want to bring up. Uh, there are heavy chicks that are extremely attractive. No question, much, and I'm up on them. How much do you think Gabrielle Reese weighs? One sixty, one seventy. I don't know. Six not, foot not four and all I mean, muscle. She, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, I, and, I'm a, and I'm a Gabby Reese fan, as a matter of fact, because I like women that can do stuff. Joe's oh, Joe's dissing her. He doesn't like her face. Go away, Joe. Yeah, really. Go away. And the other she has thing, great abs. And the other thing about thinner chicks, and I'll and I'll leave this as a parting shot. They taste better. Oh, well, who does? Have a good day. Thinner chicks. Thinner, thinner. Thinner, thinner not chicks. thin. Oh, thinner. Okay. thinner. They taste better. Okay, let Have me a, let me ponder that for a second. You know what? I've never. I've never really kept track. Never kept track of that. Hmm. Maybe maybe somebody out there uh, also has. That's this guy's opinion. Miami. Hello. Yeah. Oh, geez. I was about to say Neil. How are you doing, George? All right. A <laughs> uh, couple things here. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to get to the fat subject, but real quick. Uh, yesterday, totally the very end. I think it was like three callers before the last one mm-hmm. uh, talking about um, uh, Cubans that uh, if uh, the last uh, if Cuba was uh, you know liberated or whatever about all the Cubans going back or whatever uh, you know I sort of heard like a slight little New York accent there oh yeah that's the same way I feel about New Yorkers I oh, wish no question absolutely oh my God I wish they can go back New York is a great city why don't they go there a- absolutely and, and and you know I mean obviously I have New York friends so I never say never I never say all. But, uh, I mean, you don't think they have their own little communities? How about the Sunny Isles? How about Aventura? Sure. You know, absolutely. Lots of places where they don't say there are in this town. Right. You know, so, I mean, maybe they get hit by a hurricane and beg the city of Miami for assistance. Oh, and by the way, New Yorkers, you can't say anything about people not speaking English because y'all don't. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, uh, George, uh, the, the subject here, I'm five foot eight, mm-hmm. and uh, used to be covered in acne. Those are two things I could not do anything about. But being fat is something you can do something about. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, if if I could, if I if there was any way I could work to be six foot three, I'd be a lot better looking. Oh, I know. It wouldn't matter. You know, whatever diet. If you said, I, George, all you can eat is uh, is bran. Absolutely. For for two years, and it'll put five inches on your height. I'd eat bran for two years. A- absolutely. You, you know, being and, short sucks. A- absolutely. You, you know, I mean, I I am a good looking guy, and and I don't really have a lot of problems in that in that sense. But, you know, I mean, I really wish I was taller. But you know, mm-hmm. I and you know, life is not a life is not about you know the uh, about uh, uh, you know life is just basically playing playing uh, playing a poor hand wall. Right, uh, exactly. You know, absolutely, you know that's what it's all about, and you got to work with what you have. Right. And you know all these, all these, you know, fat people. I mean, for, the, the ones that I love are, are. Well, I have a handicap. Well, why don't you like uh, say that? Why don't you like sit down in front of a person in a wheelchair, right. or, or tell a person that's blind that you have a handicap? Right. Share that with them, or share that with somebody in another country that can't get food. Absolutely. And see how much sympathy you can elicit from them. Oh, a- absolutely. You know, and. and I was overweight at one time, and I had friends that were overweight, and I decided I'm going to lose it. So, mm-hmm. And then they were complaining, too, and I said, listen, why don't you come to the park, jog with me, and you'll lose the weight. And and I, right. have, I have it targeted that I'll lose all the weight I want in at least two months, and I lost it in two months because that's exactly what I had my mind on. They didn't, and they still complained. 
There you go. You know, but uh, and nonetheless, and and these people that talk about like discrimination, being fat and discriminated against, you know, these are people that are just starving, and I do mean a pun there, starving for attention. So uh, you know, yeah. just 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 get off the couch, okay. man, and run. And 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 one more thing, George. Yes. Um, you're talking about the uh, the expectations that men have of women and how they blame men. Well, how about uh, how about women blaming men? I mean, how about... Uh, For which thing? Or, or how about... Men? No, how, actually, how about the standards that women uh, give to men? You have to be six foot plus. You have mm. to be athletic. You have to have clear skin. I, I mean, hey, uh, it, you know, it, it, standards it, both ways. No, all you have to do is have money in this town. Oh, absolutely. And there okay. you go. That's there the best go. standard. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot. No problem. Uh, and we have a full board of calls. We're going to go into the break, and they're all going to hang up. Just watch. 11-12 on 560 QA. <laughs> to a big, ugly concrete building near you. Stolichnoia presents George in concert. It's the Let's Get Drunk and Puke Tour. Wait till you see the cleanup cost for this one. Off the wagon and on the road. No, I ain't seen my baby since the night before last. Gotta get a drink, man, I'm gonna get gas. Gotta get high, man, I ain't had enough. Need me a triple shot of that stuff. Gotta get drunk, won't so listen right here. I want one bourbon, one shot, one beer, one bourbon, one shot. Sponsored by Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker Black, and Johnny's Too Drunk to Stand, let alone walk. Topside tickets available now. George Thoroughgood. The bed spins are about to begin. George Thoroughgood. Toss it up in your town soon. 1116-560 WQAM, open line in Dade, open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. So Joe Cass and I were talking during the break about the 60 Minutes piece. Oh, you don't like that name. All the sports guys have nicknames here, so well, why not you? That, that's your name. It's not working. We were talking about how, um, how much action that we would both be getting if we were just tall. Even 5'9", 5'10", 5'11", 6' foot would be, would be optimum. That would be ideal. And and we don't understand how tall, fat people don't just lose the weight so that they could be good-looking guys and be scoring with everything in sight. But there's nothing we can do about our height. But if you're fat, you have no excuse except your own weak weak mind and, and your hands that are shoveling that food in there. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you just lose the weight considering all of the benefits that, that you have to reap for being a normal-looking person, not to mention healthy? To be able to run up a flight of stairs is, I mean, every once in a while you have to get up the flight really fast. And, you know, you have to go to the bathroom or uh, the house is on fire or you're being chased by Huns or, you know, who knows. Why wouldn't you do that? But nevertheless, they'd rather be fat and rather uh, hurt and groan getting in and out of cars. Miami Beach, hello. George, how you doing? All right. Listen, I love the topic of the fat. I got a lot to talk about this. Okay. I, um... I'm six foot three. I weigh 185 pounds. You know, when I lift up my shirt, I see six six muscles rippling. Okay. There you go. Now I was blessed, you know, with good genetics. My mother was tall and model and all that stuff. 
there was a four-year period of my life when I was at college where I decided that I would have a little contest to see how much weed I could smoke and how much pizza I could eat, where I probably put on about 80 pounds. Right. You won that contest, right? I I won, but, you know, I had a girlfriend that was matching me pretty much pound for pound, and it was just one of those things where, you know, you fall in love and you say, hey, you know what, I don't need to break my butt three hours a day in the gym because I'm going to get laid every day anyhow. Okay. we ended up splitting up, and all of a sudden I found myself away at college 80 pounds heavier, and I wasn't going to get a girl with my life dependent on it. So I said, what I got to do is get back in the gym. I made a little chart with a piece of paper, and I made a grid for every single day, every single meal, and then a a spot for snack and a spot for exercise. And I wrote down every single thing that I ate. And it's like any time I wanted to walk to the fridge and grab a snack, I was looking at it and said, gee, I already had this and this and this today. And, And Fat people don't realize how they just reach for the food, reach for the food. Oh, they do it subconsciously, no question. Absolutely. Now, my mother right now, since my father passed away 10 years ago, uh, has been putting on the weight, and now it's like she can't even walk up the stairs. And I say, Mom, come to the gym, do something, I'll get you a trainer. And she's like, my knee, my this and that. And I say, you know what, your knee and this and that is because you got 300 pounds of fat hanging off your flesh. My friend, before he died, his ankles were disintegrating. Exactly. He couldn't stand his ankles were disintegrating under the weight of his body. Now, now I'm Italian from New York, you see, and I got a big family. Now, half of us are fat and half of us are thin. And, of course, we got some of the Jewish mixed in there, too. Okay. And we just had a whole bunch of people in, you know, from New York. And when they come in, all of a sudden, they come back from Publix with the chips and the cooks. I just went to my grandmother's house and opened up the fridge. There's four half gallons of ice cream. There's three things of sorbet. Oh, there's sure. pastries. There's cookies. Sure. There's chips. There's this and that. And, need supplies. And for the last meal last night, they were like, hey, we're going out to this, this Cuban place on South Beach. It's great. It's cheap and all that stuff. But I'm like, listen, I'm not eating that crap, you know? And they're like, oh, it's not going to kill you this night. I say, you want to know something? Reach under your shirt. Feel what's under there, and then you tell me, you know. I mean, I work, I work too hard, and, and it's a little bit narcissistic, you know. Sure. Um, but you know what, though? I can run like the wind, Hey, baby. you know what? If, if vanity is what's going to save your life and your health, then, yeah. uh, then all for it. And, and, and the thing you is now... Get, you can get Cuban Atkins, by the way. Just, uh, you know, just tell them to hold the rice and be in. Right now, as I'm sitting here talking to you, I already did a spinning class this morning. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm making egg whites, you know, and when everyone was in town and Grandma was making pancakes and bacon, hey, I would have loved to have had it, you know? And even in moderation, I, I can treat myself, you know? But right, that's, like a, that's the thing. It's the moderation thing. Like, okay, you like chocolate, you like pancakes, but how much of it do you have to eat? Because the flavor lasts. And, it has and to the, be memory, good. the memory of the flavor lies. And it has to be good chocolate. Someone gave me something, and I said, hey, I'll try this chocolate. And I put it in my mouth, and I said, you know what? I spit it out. It was crappy, oily, well, crappy chocolate, and I wasn't going to do it. And the last thing is this, okay? I'm with a fantastic girl now that, you know, when I met her, she was super thin. And then finding out in, after the fact, a couple months later, you find out why she's so thin. And, and oh, you no. know, and, uh, yes, yes, the unhealthy ways. But the thing was, it was like this. <laughs> it was like this, honey, come to the gym. Be a human being, learn to exercise, and eat whatever you want. And that's what it's all about. You have to get up and you have to move because you can't just... These people that think that they can do the Atkins and, you know, and listen to Neil, next thing you know, they get fat as a house again. you, you got to get to move. the gym. you got to put in the work. George, I love your show, and uh, you always use the crushed ice, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, thank you Take very care. much. No problem there. Uh, it's, it's hard to, uh, to crush ice sometimes. you got to get the, uh, you know, you got to get the bread knife, the butter knife out, and the paper towels, and the paper towels break, and the ice goes flying all over the place. That's tough. On that 60 Minutes thing, they had the, uh, the lineup because we were talking about the little kids. They would show the tall person and the short person, and they would ask the little kids, like, uh, which one of these guys is a serial killer or something like that? And they always pick the short guy. Which one is strong? Which one's weak? And they would pick uh, the tall guy as being the strong guy, of course. Which one is the boss of the other guy? And they would pick the tall guy. But my favorite part about that thing was the lineup with the women in the other room. And they had the line of guys, tall, short, in between, 
and um, they 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 stacked it. They had good-looking short guys there, good-looking, well-dressed, well-groomed, well-classed short guys there, and they said, pick the most attractive guy, and they would pick the tall slobs all the time. And then they said, all right, let's 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 stack it a little bit better. Let's make the tall slob, uh, deadbeat, uh, white trash, welfare, trailer park living guy, and let's make the short guy a uh, Nobel Prize winning neurosurgeon. They still pick the tall guy. They still pick the tall guy. The short guy is rich. The short guy is the guy that gave Donald Trump his financial advice, and he's an astronaut. The tall guy, he's a serial killer who wears his mother's underwear. They still would rather be with the tall guy, hands down. And the tall guy was black-toothed and nasty-looking, and the short guy was wearing uh, you know, Johnny Versace suit. They still picked the tall guy. So the fact that you and I have ever gotten laid, Joe, is just a testament to, uh, to something. It's a miracle. To, to, uh, to sexual jackalness all over the world. Plus with our personalities. Whew. Oh, yeah. Lady in North Miami Beach, hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, I wish I had this on tape so I can keep it in the car and listen to it every day. Oh, shucks. Five six two zero five. One on Neil's diet. One on the Atkins. Went down to one hundred fifty five. I've put it all on plus. Because you went back to the old lifestyle. Right. Right. It's very hard. And I, you know, and I, it's it's tough. It's tough for me too. Because listen, I like to, uh, I like to, and eat over and over again, all weekend long, all weekday long, if I can. Well, I just eat to eat. No reason. No reason, because it, right. it's, it's yummy, because it feels good, because uh, you like food, and I like food. We understand that. Right. We understand that, but you know, you've got you to find the balance. You've got to find that line where you eat less and move more, and, uh, and little by little. Right. And just walking. Just, that's all you have to do is walk. Walk to the store for a Twinkie. You've got to find the time. You've got to find the time. This is true. Exercising takes time, but right. uh, we're talking about your life here. Right. Um, how much time are you going to dedicate towards uh, staying alive? They had something on TV last night that women don't take time for themselves because it's always for the family. Right. Definitely. That, that's true. Right. That's true. But this should be taped. You're doing better than Richard Simmons. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very I, much. I, I think. And I'm a little bit straighter, just a, just a tad straighter than, uh, than Richard Simmons. We've had a lot of calls from people uh, over the years on, on this show, on the Neil show, uh, fat people, former fat people calling up saying, you know what, you embarrassed me into losing weight. The show embarrassed them into losing weight. Or they would call up and say friends dogged them to the point where they couldn't stand the uh, the dogging anymore and embarrassed them into losing weight, which makes me feel kind of bad because we, we try to be real sensitive with our fat friend who died. But after he died, of course, we all blamed ourselves. You, you know, you go through that whole thing. Anybody in your family dies, especially if they commit suicide, which is exactly what this guy did. All your loved ones play the blame game. And we always, and we did that. We said, you know, should we have done more? Could we have done more? The only thing that we could have done more to, to go to another level would have meant to kidnap this guy, to hit him over the head with a blackjack, stuff him via forklift into a van, and drive him out into the middle of the Everglades or something and force him to walk back out. So that, you know, taking two or three days to walk back out, that'd be two or three days where he wasn't eating but was walking. That's the only thing that we could have done more for this guy because we, we begged, we pleaded. Now, you know, we didn't dog him, of course, you know, your friends, your guy friends, you take shots, joking. All joking aside, we, we would beg the man to do something, go to the institute, go to this place, get the stomach staples, uh, we'll walk with you. We'll come over and walk with you. I can't walk. My ankles are disintegrating. Well, 
will will get you a, a an extra. I mean, I can't imagine him on a bike. The guy was was over 500 pounds. Over. We we weren't exactly sure how much over either because uh, you know what do you, what I mean. The, the the scale in here doesn't go up that high, and this is a doctor's scale. So, I mean, it's anybody's guess. We would have had to take him over to Penn Dutch Meats and put him on one of those side of beef scales or something. It was it was ridiculous. 1126 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Jim Mandich? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. No sé si ir al baño. In toy stores now, it's the all-new Fat-Ass Barbie. Fat-Ass Barbie looks cool in her momo. No, Fat-Ass Barbie's got a huge ass, just like Mommy. Fat-Ass Barbie's tons of fun. Mom, Fat-Ass Barbie ate my sandwich, so I broke her head off. Fat-Ass Barbie. Couch, TV, and bonbons sold separately. That's a big, fat ass. 1135.60 WQAM open line and date 5670560 pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Mobile and Coral Sprongs, hello. Hey, how you doing, George? It says Coral Sprongs here, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. No problem. It's Coral Springs. It's okay. Show's hey, calling. George. Yes. Uh, the reason why I called, I just want to say something in defense of the Cuban population in Miami. Okay. Uh, I'm a uh, gringo all the way, you know, green eyes, you know, English background. Right. And uh, I'm a salesman, and I sell in, mainly in Miami, Dade County. And let me tell you, I could not be treated any nicer than than the, than the Cuban people treat me. Well, that it, that I, warms my heart, sir. I have a tear from that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And and that's it. Well, thank you. That's great. That means some of my people are uh, are doing some good things, are are treating the gringos right. That 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 fills me with joy. My my chest is puffing out right now. The buttons on my shirt are going to burst. Oh no, not the ones on my gut, because uh, that's great. And that's as it should be. That's as it should be. Because um, if a Cuban uh, moves next door to you, the reaction should be, "Hey, wow, great! A Cuban's moving next door." Because while yes, the lawn will be very nicely manicured, and the cars will look nice, all hundred of them will be working cars, not junk cars, because it's going to be a big family, guaranteed it. Uh, you know. I can't speak for the attitude of the individuals, and this person uh, has just reaffirmed my faith. So maybe, uh, you know, at least in Dade, in some places, in this guy's case, the Cubans are being nice to the gringos, which is all I ask for all my Cuban brothers out there that uh, that think that I'm anti-Cuban. I'm not. I'm just anti the Cubans with an attitude that uh, that have only repaid Americans by uh, by treating them like crap, and that ain't right. And tomorrow's the anniversary of the uh, Hermanos Arrescaje shoot down. So I'll I'll be touching on that very briefly tomorrow. Tomorrow, since it's the anniversary, I'll be talking about the uh, the the Castro thing and shooting those guys down and how aberrant that was. But that's tomorrow. Today we're talking about eating disorders. At least, uh, well, whatever hey. you want. Davey, hello. Hey, that guy was as much a gringo as Tonto was. Give me a break. You think? Yeah, I think. But Tonto was a gringo. Yeah. Listen, yeah, the natural gringo. Listen, I didn't have a chance to call yesterday. Your show yesterday was 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 good. Okay. And I wanted to make an observation to preface my conversation with you, and, 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 and I don't mean any disrespect. Whatever. But I think your personality, your on-air personality, has grown into uh, an on-air personality. Oh, thank you very much. And, it could only have gotten better. And, yeah. yeah. Um, yesterday's show, with, with respect to the gambling, yeah. I would vote. I'm a Broward County resident, born and raised Broward County native Floridian. Mm-hmm. I would vote 
whatever it would take to defeat gambling referendums in Dade County. In and, Dade County. In Dade County. And my reason for that is, first of all, there are so many different segments of the city of, of Dade County proper than, than when I was a kid. Dade County was just Dade County. It was all-encompassing. Right. Now there's so many separate cities like, like Aventura and Coral Gables and everything right. else. And the way that the tax basin is set up and the way that the money would be divvied up, um, the crooked politicians, incumbent and, and future, in Miami proper would prosper from this more than the people of the county would. And so, I, and that's my opinion. And I believe I would, and my friends uh, who are the same uh, generation as I am, late 30s, mm-hmm. would, would feel the same way. We feel that the town is too far gone with corruption, with the politicians. So what are you saying? The casinos would wind up being in the wrong places and the wrong cities would be making all the money? No, the, the casinos would be in the right places because uh, in the hotels, the existing paramutual locations uh the the indian reservations would all would all be they're already equipped would all be ready to put casinos in but the monies um would the allocation of the monies from the profits of this would be in the wrong pockets would be in the wrong pockets well don't you think that instead of eliminating gambling that we should work towards maybe hiring some not crooked politicians yeah george you, you can't hire you have to elect well and, and the people and the, the, the people in that you, it, I mean, it's a moot point. The, the Great White Flight has been taking place now for about 15 years out of that county, uh-huh. and they're leaving behind with their hands in the air and, and the look of complete disdain on their face and giving up and, and moving up to an area where at least there's some semblance of, of, uh, of, of political righteousness or rightness, rather, uh, uh-huh. that, that, they can, that they can try and make a city that's better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, would, I would say that unlike the Las Vegas analogy that everyone was making yesterday, that there, there would be an area, um, the paramutuals, the Indians, and areas in, in the Tri-County area that would be centralized. And, of course, that's always going to fall in Broward County. Again. That's the way it seems, but that's the right. way it would be, to fall in Broward County again in an area uh, uh, that's neutral. In other words, it would be new, the new built, new, new rules and regulations, and, and a committee or a, state, uh, a state-appointed uh, faction to take care of the monies and, and redistribute the monies. And Dade County's dead. You don't want Dade County to get gambling because the Cubans are all crooked and they're I, animals I, and they should I, lose I, their soul. I never used the word Cuban, sir. Well, I know no, that's what you're be, talking about. No, 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 no. Don't be paranoid. Those, those, are, the people, those are the politicians you're talking about. They're all Cubans. Come on. Okay, and, and the problem is is the stronghold that the Cuban population and politicians have in that county is unbreakable. Hasn't of been. Of course. And why? Why is that, sir? That's because of the populace. That's not because of the, the incumbents. You know, was it a hostile takeover? Did they just uh, come in one day and... No, uh, no, 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 no. Again, remember what I said. It's since in 15 years, since the early, the, the 80s, the great white fight. The, the 80s is when this town started white, going... White is in quotation marks, by the way. What, what is? The word white, when you use it, the great white well, that's, quotation marks. That's, that's not, that's not right. meant to be racist. I, I know. I know okay. what you're talking about. But, but anyway, I mean... That's the, point is, the point that I'm trying to make is, you know, Dade County was, uh, was a bloodless coup. There were lots of people in Dade County besides the Julios. None of them went to vote except for the Cubans. That's how they took over. Exactly. No one voted except exactly. for the Cubans. That was, that was the apoplectic uh, gringos. Uh, they, they said, rather than that's fight, the, we're out of here. American fucking wing. That's exactly rather right. Rather than fight, we're out of here, which is exactly what the Americans uh, like to blame the Cubans for, or accuse the Cubans of doing. One last thing. Yes, sir. Uh, I told, uh, what's the guy's name to pick the phone up? Joe Cash. Jo- jo- yeah, I-, I told him, he says, you a fat guy? I go, no. <laughs> Christ sakes, I'm six foot three, 210 pounds now. 
Brown hair, green eyes, no problem now. When I was in high school, I was six foot three, 155 pounds. And let me tell you something. That's a beanpole. Well, exactly. And let me tell you something. The dirtiest looking thing in the world is some guy that's six foot three dancing in a nightclub about two foot taller than everybody else on the dance floor. So to, to be a little bit shorter and a little bit stocky, you can work with weight, but height, when, you get, you, when you're tall and skinny like a beanpole, you're screwed. As yeah, but you, you, don't, you don't have to be a beanpole. You could be tall and buff. Not, not when you weigh 155 pounds. But that's, that's your choice. You could work out. I did work out. Oh, dude. Uh, dude, I passed. I'll, I'll trade, I'll I trade passed, bodies with you in a heartbeat. George, okay? I passed to be food. I passed food. It still had temperature. Give me a break. I have okay. metabolism like a rabbit. All right. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. We have to take a break. All right. Thank you for your call. And uh, he says the Cubans are animals and uh, they should only lose their souls. Is, uh, is what this guy says. And you don't deserve uh, gambling down there, all you spicks, is what this guy said. And to be six foot three in a beanpole, lift weights. Have a protein shake and lift some weights, and then you could get some biceps going on. Now, I, don't, I have no sympathy for tall people. Plenty of chicks go for that beanpole. Yes! Yes! I'd rather be a beanpole. Look at the rock stars. Look at the, the Steven Tylers of the world, the Mick Jaggers of the world. Women love the skinny, no-ass uh, guys. Right, Joe? 22 till 12 on 560 QAM. Twelve five sixty WQAM open line in Broward five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. So Tree Crawford, Jim Tree Crawford, one of our engineers comes in and he's the guy that has to uh, duck through doorways to to you know to get into a building, any building. He's how tall? Six seven. Six seven. What I would give to be six seven. And tall people are crying to us because their head sticks up on the dance floor. So what? That would be so cool. You know, I would just walk around all day grabbing people by the face and throwing them to the ground just because I could. 
Why not? God, if I was tall, just, just, hey, how you doing today? I don't like you. Just grab him by the face and just throw him right to the ground. Asshole. Miami, hello. George. Yes. At the risk of sounding chronic, I had to chime in. Yes. I had to chime in. Because, as you know, I'm I'm a pretty tall guy. Yes. Not very tall, but pretty tall. And I'm a little overweight. Uh, right, both. <laughs> but I've never had a problem with women. I've always been able to, but I always atoned it to La you, Muela. You, you tell them you have money. Uh, well, <laughs> that works too, but you, you pretty much tell them anything they want to hear, and, and they'll go for it's it. Way, it's way harder for women who don't look right than guys that don't look right, just yeah. because of the way it is. Oh, totally, because a woman, especially a drunk woman, can be easily oh, boy. convinced of anything. God, I love drunk women. That's true. And I'll bet you do too. Yeah, of course, but okay. as you know, I'm, I'm kind of tall and I'm overweight, but I'm happy. But just think of how much better you could do. I mean, you, you know, you don't have much of a face either, but just think of how much <laughs> better you could do if you, you know, were buff, and you could be. Yeah, you're true. You you're could true. be, man. You'd be, you'd be popped. All right. Well, right. guess what? You've embarrassed me, so okay. now I'm going to go work there you out. Go. Go, go work out. <laughs> Thanks, George. There you go. And the thing about it is is that, like the walking thing, I keep telling these people to walk. When you're heavy, you burn more calories by walking than a not heavy person does. So you're already going to be kicking into to ketosis just when you clear the first block. You're already going to have your heart rate up. I mean, your heart works so hard anyway, just pumping blood through the fat. There's something like 200 miles of capillaries or two miles of capillaries. You know, you ever hear that? Every pound of fat is like, I don't know, a million miles of extra blood vessels that your heart has to pump blood through, which is why fat people's hearts get enlarged and why they have heart attacks and die. And, you know, you choke on your fat from that. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hey, George. Hey. Well, like I told uh, Joe, I'm a short, fat guy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I might as well kill you're, myself. You're double screwed, man. Yeah. You're seriously f***. Yeah, but uh, it's not as bad as you would think. Uh, it's it's really it's way worse for a girl. I mean, I I, I weep for the fat chicks, um, but you know they they bring it on themselves. Yeah. Because uh, as a guy, for some reason, just you know the way that the double standard is, you can pick up chicks if you have money, if you have a good job, if you uh, dress right, if you have the right car. In this very superficial uh, gold digging uh, town, you can do that, like like the previous caller said. But if you're a fat chick, God God help you. Well, I'll get to that in a minute, but uh, when I, I used to be not fat and in better shape, and uh, being short just was uh, was kind of an annoying thing. How tall are you? I'm 5'2". Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Woo! Me and Joe just feel better already. Yeah, and... Twin uh, hours, baby. That's right. And, and uh, no, it was it just, I just had to put up a lot more rejection, but I figured, well, the hell with them, you know? Oh, yeah. Have you ever had, and, and this question goes up for Joe, too, have you ever had a woman come right out and tell you, you're just too f***ing short? Yes. 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 All right. Three. Three of us. Even, uh, right even fat face. chicks have told I'm me that. I'm sorry, and that's an exact quote. I'm sorry. You're just too f***ing short. And even fat right. chicks have said oh, that to oh, me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. But, but you know, I just say, okay, you know, the hell with you. Uh, it's, uh, Go to hell or whatever, and no, point, you know, someone like, that appreciates the short guy. Women have the right to be superficial just as much as men do. I look at it as an, an inbuilt bozo filter, anyway. Okay. And uh, in fact, and the thing is, I like tall chicks. Yeah, me too. And uh, well, oh, yeah, yeah, of course you do. And uh, my my ex-wife is like five six, and ex-girlfriend is five nine. But uh, as for fat chicks, do you know George about the whole fat subculture? What about it? That, that that it exists. 
the fatso culture? The fat subculture. Oh, the fat subculture. Yes, there's fat dances and there's fat groups that meet. No. And fat fat rooms on. Uh, kind of a, a mutual justification society. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. No, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. And but why not? What? But why not? I guess there, you know, there's a subculture of every other group, so why not them too? That's they true. all get together and uh, give each other hugs and say, "Hey, you're okay, even if you are fat." And also, though, trying to lose, telling a fat person not to eat is like telling a person who smokes that it's bad for them. Oh, I know. I know. I've, then, I've beat my head against that brick wall until it was bloody. Yeah. Okay, George. Well, this is a great topic, and uh, oh, and don't don't say the word topic. It's a dirty word. And uh, and thank you very much. Ten till twelve on QAM. Hi, Aaliyah. Hello. Hello, George. Yes. How you doing? Okay. Okay, I wanted to put it like the other side of the coin. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm skinny, and I've always been skinny. Okay. I'm now like uh, 29 years old, and when I was in high school, and I was like the heaviest I weighed. I'm like um, let me see, five eleven, and I weighed like uh, one sixty five. And at that time, I was, like, working out at the gym and stuff, and I would, like, try to, like, build mass or whatever, and I, I couldn't do it. You know, I've always been skinny, so it's like people complain that they're fat, but when you're skinny and you want to get fatter, at least you know that you don't look like, you know, you got AIDS or something. You you have the, the problem that, like, you you try to gain weight, but you, you can't. Your metabolism, like, you know... You can... If you work out, you're going to build muscle as a man. If right. you have testicles, testicles right. make testosterone. Testosterone builds muscle if you if you work them. This is just basic biology. Right. If you, if you do push-ups, you're going to grow pecs. Right. If you do pull-ups, you're going to get biceps. These are the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, supposedly how it works, every seven years, your metalli- metabolism slows down. So, you know, probably not, like for, uh, three or five years, maybe, you know, I'll start eating and I'll become a pig, you know, but... Maybe. Right. Or maybe if you do some push-ups, uh, you'll you'll get buff. Right. Thank, thank you very much, sir. Have you, uh, you just wear baggy clothes. There you go. We That's, can't wear tall clothes. Good point. Good point. We can't wear tall clothes. Now, are you one of those short guys that only gravitates towards women who are shorter than you? You have that kind of an insecurity uh, problem? Oh no, I think I gravitate towards women who are taller than me. Right. That that's for there are two camps and they don't mean well I mean it's all good to me. Okay. I like the elves, I like the Amazons. But the if I had to choose and I did, I like the Amazons. I prefer the Amazons and, and people oh, don't you like the way you look? People think I have money when I'm out with the wife and she's wearing heels and, and I'm I'm eyeball level to her tits, and that's when she's wearing heels. And if we're going out to a nice dress place and she's wearing the evening gown thing and I'm wearing a jacket, people think I'm a drug dealer. People think I'm a Colombian drug lord. They go, well, how did you get that? You know, they see this woman towering over me, you know, with her breasts resting on my shoulder. And, and, and you can't beat that effect because most people think that, you know, if you're a, t- a short guy, the only woman that will touch you is a short woman. And, and granted, it's tough. It's tough to find a tall woman who will give you a, a serious look. And that's why I hit on the wife sitting down for nine months. She didn't see how how short I was. It wasn't on purpose. It wasn't by design. I was just sitting on a bar stool. So it was uh, it was a kooky thing. And I asked her out, and after she said yes, I said, oh, for a while there, I thought you didn't like short guys. And she goes, you're not short. And I said, oh, oh no, I'm I'm short. And then I stood up for the first time, and plop, I like I fell to the ground. You know, like like I fell to my knees, but it wasn't. I was standing up. And she goes, oh, oh, you are short. And I said, I, I guess you want to back out of the date now. And she goes, nah, nah. Like, oh, geez, still going to be a hard sell. Still going to be a very, very hard sell. 
Boca, hello. Yeah, uh, George, listen, I don't know about this short guy stuff. I'm 5'6", weigh 135 pounds. Uh-huh. I'm good looking. Yeah. And uh, I've had been out with the most beautiful girls in the world, and if you told me I had a week to live, I couldn't think of uh, uh, Pamela Lee Anderson or uh, uh, whoever, because yeah. I've been out with them all. Gorgeous, uh, four inches taller than me, five inches taller than me. When I lived in Los, uh, Hollywood, California, I met a girl in a, a shooting pool in a pool room, made a date with her. She says, oh, uh, pick me up at work. She worked at the Pink Pussycat. She was the featured dancer of that club, which is the main club in Hollywood. And when I came to pick her up, there was uh, Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson up front talking to her. And we went out. We had a beautiful affair. When I lived in Las Vegas, I met a girl at, at picking up her mail at a mailbox when I went to see a friend. We went out. She was the, the main uh, stripper of a, a centerfold casino lounge. I, I didn't... Never, uh, all these girls, I've never uh, had to uh, take them and buy them drinks or dinner or anything. I don't tell them I'm a rich millionaire. In fact, I didn't even have, have a car when I was out in California. Okay. Okay, thank, so, you, thank you very much, sir. And uh, how much of that do we believe? Not that that's anything to brag about. Oh, boy, strippers. You know, like, like wow. Like, like I mean, because we were talking about drunk chicks earlier. Who, who can't pick up a stripper? Hey, bully that, for that, him. That doesn't count. Yeah, bully for him, but that doesn't count, sir. I'm sorry. Strippers don't count. Payphone and Davey, hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. let's stop with the payphone. You're, you're killing me. This is great. I mean, this hits really close to home. The fact that I have a really fat sister. Uh-huh. Well, and, so, do, so do I. As a matter of fact, you know what's funny? My sister <laughs> lost all the weight, became a spokesperson and a lecturer for Weight Watchers, wow. and then decided that, uh, nah, she'd rather pork out, and now she's fat again. Really? Yeah. Well, you see, my sister's never decided to deviate it apart from the, uh, the fat uh, path. And you know what? Fat people just love to sit, period. I don't think right. my sister lost more than 50 minutes I love to a day. sit. I love to sit. I'm absolutely... The only difference between me and these fat people is that just, just a little bit more of a control level. Exactly. I love to sit and eat. And she doesn't... She'll walk... She'll just wade through her room that is covered with fat, smelly clothes. Oh. Through her fat hallway, with oh, fat. she gets in her nice car that's nasty inside, just fat <laughs> smell everywhere. There you go, that's about what it looks like. Smell everywhere, you know, it seems like they don't take care of themselves at all past no. that. Then she comes no home, question. watches TV, sits and eats. And, you know, I'm, I've been, in, I've been uh, finished with sports for a while, but at least I try. You know, I go on kicks, and a kicks is better than a sit, I think, you know? Yeah trims you down for a while, then maybe you can do what you want. But, I mean, I've always been in good shape, and I, I, it really irks me. And, you know, you're saying how uh, fat men get uh, women easier than fat girls, and that's just because men, period, are more charismatic all around, oh, all around, no matter what way Come you on. put it, because a guy can charm a girl with his mouth. Come on, you know it's a, there's a double standard. Women are expected to look good. Men are expected to be successful. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, um, and also about uh, the girls you say that work at Hooters, and uh, they are very good-looking, obviously, but, see, the one thing they are lacking is uh, about uh, cerebellum. Oh, and, yeah. in fact, I work in a restaurant, and I think just the fact that I am a good waiter, not that that's a great thing or anything, you know, but still, you know, I make a ton of money, and the reason they do is because they do look great, you know, and they get rewarded for it. And another thing, tipping is great, because I know a lot of people listen to your show. Yeah. There's something wrong with the tipping going on everywhere. You get... A normal white couple, you know that you're going to get a good tip, you know, between 15 and 18, 18% if you get good service. Right, right. And then 
you know, I get a black table that sits down, or if I get a Spanish table that yeah. sits down, I'm in trouble because they don't get tipped. I, I, I beg to differ with that. the Cuban things. Cubans are notorious over-tippers because it's Ooh. a prestige thing. You know, so to be know a Cuban in Miami, I'm in, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I work at the Pinesville House. Well, there are more Puerto Ricans in uh, Broward County than there are Cubans. Well, you so see, I, I don't know, I I don't know what you're getting it. in there. And one thing, uh, okay, I, I thought I'll take example. The other night I had a table of six Spanish people. They couldn't speak English. They what were color brown, were they? You know, by the bang. Uh, they were brown. Okay. You know, they were <laughs> light brown, Colin, Colin I guess. Colin. You know. And uh, uh, their bill was $100, and they left five. And I went back. I was steaming because I'm crazy yeah, like that. Be. And I you went down, be. and I gave them their change back. and like, here you go. And I put it on the table, you know, expecting that would, like, spark something in their Spanish minds. Like, hey, I tipped them 5%. You know what I'm saying? But no, not, not all. I sat there and then they get, just a, got get a job in Dade County, sir. You'll uh, you'll feel better about well, the. Oh, uh, really? Yes, you will. And Thank I you. just want to tell the fat people, please get up off your fat ass and go. And you know what? Another thing. No, hey. I don't know another thing because it's uh, time for a break. We're we're way past the uh, the Cubans and Carol Farley will back me up on this because they're uh, so superficial and pretentious and like to uh, show off their wealth. Are notorious charity uh, contributors. They get uh, much more money from Dade County when they do fundraisers than they do in Broward County, and they're notorious over-tippers, they, and they especially like to uh, show people how much money they're tipping. They like to throw it out onto the table for all the people to see, bucks after bucks after bucks. One till 12 on 560 QAM. He prefers the company of men. Who doesn't? Pretty girls find out that it ain't easy To keep things from sagging down too far A bathing suit can make her kind of queasy If she thinks her butt looks bigger than a car so she joins a club that's got a few their masters, and she gets the first time members discount price. She'll do sit up curls and lots of Tommy blasters, but her spandex outfit rips in the cross She don't. Want her mother's side Cause she knows that they turn off guys And there ain't no exercise Make sure she won't get her mother's side why, oh, why didn't that dissolve or change things? She's looking for a miracle device. She fought against tonight and hopes to rearrange things. She'll lose a pound or two with every slide. She don't. Oh, 
1206-560-WQAM. Open line in Dade, 305-5670-560, pound 560 on the mobile one line, and two open lines in Broward. Same phone number except drop to 305 for the Broward thing. So it's a real simple thing. All the, the physics and chemistry people know about the law of conservation of matter and energy, which states simply that you can't create something out of nothing. If you don't eat, you can't gain weight, for example. And it's like the bucket of water analogy. I love analogies. Have you noticed? If you put a bucket of water under a faucet and turn the faucet on and you have a tin cup in your hand and the task before you is to keep the bucket from overflowing, you have two options. You can either bail the water at a certain rate or oh, three, three options. You could bail the water at a certain rate or you can turn the water faucet lower. You can turn the faucet down to a trickle or you can get a bigger tin cup. Those are the three things that you can do to keep the bucket from overflowing. Obviously, the bucket represents your body, the faucet represents your food intake, and the cup represents your metabolism. Now, nature blesses you or curses you with a cup of a certain size. You can't change that. So the only option open to you, like I said the first time, two options, is you can either bail faster or turn the water flow down. Either move around more or eat less. And you don't have to do the extremes. You can keep adjusting things little by little until you get to the point where instead of going up in weight, you're going down in weight. And the things that you need to be reducing are the things that build fat, not dietary fat, but carbohydrates. That's where the Atkins thing comes in. I didn't have to read the Atkins book to know the principle of it because they taught it to us in chemistry when they showed us all the molecules and they showed us the sugar molecule. And, and lo and behold, it was the exact same molecule that was found in all of the carbohydrates. When you burn the donut in chemistry class, when you burn the pasta to measure the energy released, the exact same amount of calories or, or, or energy, that's what calorie is, it's a measure of heat. The exact same amount is in the same, whether it's sugar, a bag of sugar, a bag of pasta, it doesn't matter. And that's what your body is taking and digesting first because it's instant energy and converting into fat if you don't burn it off. It's a very simple principle. If you're gaining weight, cut out the carbs, the potato chips, the, uh, uh, the the buns, you know, all of those things. Oh, uh, damn it. Okay. Damn it again. This machine, all of these things. This machine isn't as easy as it looks on, uh, on the radio, folks, when the old man is working, and I'll tell you that right now. Miami, hello. 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 Hey, how are you, George? Love all your right. show, man. Listen, I just wanted to respond to this uh, bigot from Broward that called a little while ago yes. with all this, uh, like, uh, white flight and all this business. Right. You know, I'm just sick and tired of people uh, are referring to Cubans as, uh, like, non-white or something. I, I, I believe the Cuban people are a microcosm of the American people. Uh, yeah, that's, that's very accurate. We have everything. We have Be Germans. And before America was a popular place to flee to, Cuba was a popu popular pla yeah, place, yeah. place to flee to. Exactly. And, and as far as Cubans, there's every. I mean, my family is replete with people that are blonde hair and blue and green so, eyes. So is mine. We're from the northern coast. Exactly. We have a lot of Irish immigrants in our family. Exactly. And so all these, you know, uh, bigots out there that are always, uh, you know, white, 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 white. Well, you notice, notice that it was a waiter. Uh, no, that was the other guy. To see, the people, there are, there are two kinds of, of white Anglo people. There are white Anglo people who are successes and have achieved a certain level of confidence in their lives. And then there's another segment that they aren't doing so well, so they have to point the finger and, and, uh, and place blame on other people as to why they're not doing so well. That's so right. you have to understand where, uh, where it comes from. Nobody f uh, flew from the Cubans. Nobody ran away from the Cubans that, uh, that had anything to fear because the Cubans, you know, like I said before, have the nice lawns and the nice houses. And unless uh, 
you know, the, the loud music bothered you or, uh, you know, or the smell of uh, puerco asado bothered you, you had no reason to leave your neighborhood except that somebody spoke different than you, so you ran away. Exactly. And one more thing, and this other uh, comment about, uh, like, if Miami is the only place where there's political corruption, I mean, Broward's history is full. America wrote the book on political corruption. And but, Broward but in particular, gonna, too. Broward, I mean, it's full. Sure, I remember when this guy, we, uh, we Mayor of Sunday. We've on that in, in South Dade, but, but again, uh, that's no excuse. I'd like to think that since the American people were so nice, uh, you know, helping us out, letting us come over here, the least we could do is hire some honest politicians for them. That's the least we could do. Absolutely. We should well, be better. We should be better than the rest of them. Absolutely. Okay? Good job, George. Thank you, sir. Okay. Yeah, uh, the whiteness. Uh, I hate to break the news to the Anglos out there, but they don't own the word white. And there are, and Hispanic just means that you come from a Spanish-speaking country. That's what the word Hispanic means. And there are more Spanish-speaking countries than there are any other kind of country. If you want to add it all up, it's a plurality. There are more different countries that speak Spanish than any other language. More people speak English in the world, but not as many different countries. So there's all these different kinds of Hispanics is the point I'm trying to make from all over the place, Europeans and Caribbeans and all over the place. And we're all different colors. There are Asians, there are Jewish people, there are black, there are Indians, and there are European white bread assholes with freckles on their backs like me, who are also happen to be Hispanic. 
1217 on 560 WQAM, Ali McVilla the tree frog, and Ling has crossed eyes. You realize people I haven't heard from in years, I'm, I, I am all alone on this. All alone on this. Just now in the hallway, Maxine, who's beautiful, by the way. I told her that I'd tell everybody that uh, she's beautiful. She asked me to. Said, tell everybody I'm beautiful. Max is beautiful. Eh. She was dogging me. about uh, That was Joe Castello who said, eh, Maxine, come in here and smack him. People I haven't heard from in years are calling me up going, why are you ripping Ellie McMeal? McHappy Meal. And I'm like, because she's ugly. And every woman on, the, on that show, with the exception of Courtney Thorne-Smith, who's looking much better now that her hair is growing out now, they're ugly. Nell is ugly. Ling is cross-eyed and ugly. Oh, I mean, Jason's got a baseball bat. I'm going to get beaten with a baseball bat. And I'm going to help him. And not to mention the fact, besides the fact that they're all uh, ugly, it's a bad show. It's a poorly, poorly written show with really contrived scenarios uh, written by stupid chicks. It's a chick show written by really, really stupid chicks. That's what that show is. And I'm like a captive audience at the house with that. Although last night, I, you know what? I, I missed it. I was sitting right there playing computer games in, in the bedroom watching it with the wife, and I missed it. That's how insignificant it was. I, I blinked because nothing happened. Nothing happened last night. Say it. Something happened. What happened? Tracy Ullman acted like a squirrel. That's all that happened. She sung Tainted Love. Yes, she did. She did sing Tainted Love. Maybe we'll play that a little bit later. Which version? The uh, the new heavy metal version or the uh, old uh, electro bop version? New. I like that, but it's it's a silly show with ugly women and and poor writing and uh, and it sucks. It sucks big time. Lady and Davy, hello. And then I'm going to talk about bathroom stuff. Lady hello? and Davy. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm five foot nine. I weigh about 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I dated guys that were five foot six. Yes. Uh, the good thing about them is, is I don't know if it's due to their height or not, but their schlongs seem to be bigger. Maybe they just look bigger, relatively speaking. That's it. Um, but um, I'm. You know, the good thing if you're a tall woman and you have a short guy and you're uh, and you're having sex, the guy's mouth is perfectly lined up with. Anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, exactly. But the only thing that I have found the downside is, is. Uh, most of them have a Napoleon complex. Yes, they do. Short guys do have a Napoleonic complex, and that's why the wife didn't believe that I was short is because I, I worked hard to surgically extract that from my personality. Yeah. I was very guilty of that in my early, early 20s, and, and I had to really just like, like rip that out by, by the bleeding chunks because it, it's tough. It's tough that when you're short, you really have to compensate. At least you believe that you do. Well, I'm in love with a guy now that's got a, a Buddha belly. And, uh, Rub it for luck. Oh, yeah. And a belly, belly too. too. Oh! <laughs> okay. So, um, that's all I wanted to say. You're doing a great job. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Bye. 1221. Uh, yeah, that, the, the short thing. That, that's sad. That's a sad deal. What are we going to do about that? I guess there's nothing we can do about that. Lady and Davey, hello. Uh, hi, George. Hi, Sandy. You're not getting chronic on me, are you? What? What? Am I going to be? Are you going to be a chronic? What, do you want me to be? No. Well, I just yeah. don't want the audience to hate you. I love you, but, you know, that's between us. Well, let me tell you something. Well, I thought I called to, to uh, liven it up. That's Please. Why. What? I still love you. Well, who cares what they think, right? That's right. And uh, as far as you being short, I don't think you're that short. I am. I'm 5'6". Well, that's not too bad. In whose book? Um, my book. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad I passed your uh, your inspection. Your wife must not. Uh, she don't mind. Why she married you? So what do you care? Yeah, but I told her I had money. 
Alaska and Charlie. Don't believe me. I was borrowing my mom's car for crying out loud. Oh, uh, well, she still loves you anyway, right? I guess. I'm, I pay the bill, so I, she better stay. Well, let me tell you, I'm not a chronic, and if I want to be, if people don't like it, they're just too bad, right? Okay. You're a bastard. Thank you, Sandy. I just don't want to do the wrong thing while doing the sit-in shows here. All right, one last call, and then we're going to talk about bathroom stuff. Have you been to the Magic Room yet today? I went in there this morning to take care of some business, and uh, somebody missed the seat again. Again, and I'm thinking, how, how do you do that? How do you miss the seat with your ass? You know what I'm saying? That, no, this wasn't an overflow. This wasn't an overflow situation. This was a someone didn't line up. There was a misalignment thing going on there. So the seat was, uh, was soiled. Is that the delicate way of putting it? And how does that happen? How can you possibly accomplish that? I mean, that's like missing your mouth with a fork. That's like missing a door with your body. How do you, how do you miss that? It's not a moving target. You're not aiming at it from a distance. You have, one would think, all the time in the world to line it up correctly. You can eyeball it. You can stick your face down there, unless you're really fat. You can stick your face down there and make sure that it's lined up. But somehow somebody couldn't, uh, couldn't get that together this morning, so we have a really, really messy situation in the one stall in there this morning. Pass the first one up. Yeah, got to use this. The, yeah, pass the first one up. Go to the handicrapper. Immediately go to the handicrapper. Uh, no, yeah, I'm talking about number two. I'm talking about the sitting down thing. Oh, no, we all know how you can miss with the number one thing. Of course. Of course. You know, you sneeze while you're doing it. Uh, you know, things happen. Things happen. You know, you get a, a hair on there. Uh, you know, split stream things going on. Things happen with that. If you're offline sitting down, you'd have to have a foot in there or something. I, I don't I just. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cutler Ridge, hello. Hey, how you doing, George? Okay. Well, there's a couple of things that you got to keep in mind. I'm a five foot four inch male. Okay. I'm uh, married to a woman that's about five eight. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Good for cookie. you, sir. I'm sorry? Good for you. Yeah, she loves me. I mean, we, we get along real well. Uh, when we're uh, vertical, uh, things are uh, different, but when we're horizontal, everything's the same. Right. You could you you always have to maintain your weight. Short guys should always be thin or slender. Oh, good point. Because if you're very, fat, you very look twice thin. as short. You never want to wear uh, horizontal striped clothing. Uh huh. If you're going to wear anything striped, it needs to be vertical because it accentuates the height instead of the width. Right. And there are comp- there's a company out there that uh, sells shoes. They're uh, they're called elevator shoes. Right, not, not for me. Not for me. I'm not a cheater. I'm not. A I cheater. never. Yeah. I, well, let me tell you. I'm something. short. I, that's it. I'm short. Well, for I, all my I life. I stand up to it. I'm I'm almost twice your age. Okay. And all my you're, life. You're 68. Uh, I'm sorry. You're 68. Well, then now I'm not. You're, I'm not twice your age. I thought okay. you were younger than that. I'm in my mid 40s. Okay. But all my life, I never wanted to uh, to wear those shoes because I said, you know, uh, screw it. You know, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. But uh, it does give you a little bit of a uh, an edge. You you feel a little different when you're wearing them, and people look at you differently. I know. I know. I mean, I've I've heard guys say that to me. I've heard guys, you know, short guys, other short peers of mine trying to talk up the lift uh, and things like that, or wear some cowboy boots or something. And I thought, no, no, I'm short. This is it. This is what you're getting. Then you're fine with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, and so am I. Mental no, health. No, you know, people over five foot six are vertically overweight. They say, it's okay, just, that's just the way it is, and uh, you make the best of it. And one of your callers earlier said, "Life is taking the deck of cards you got and doing the best with your hands." That's right. Play your hand. 
I usually do. I got, right, I got Delta Two. Uh, well, I'm going to craps because I don't like uh, cards anymore. Okay, thank you very much, sir. All right, wide open five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Yes, sir, Joe. Wearing lifts is like putting a pair of sweat socks in your pants. Yes. And sooner or later, yes. you're going to have to fess up to that. You're going to like the uh, like the Seinfeld episode, an, an old one years back. George was wearing some of those uh, like some fancy hiking boots that happened to be the thick-soled uh, hiking boots. And he wouldn't take them off because he met a girl and she thinks he's, you know, a certain height and he refused to take them off. That's the big problem with that. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to put a sweat sock down my shorts or I'm not going to put lifts in my shoes. I'm short. I'm 5'6". Uh, you know, that's it. I, tr I try my best with the rest of it. That's why I, I try to not be fat, uh, which is why I, I worked out when I was younger and I had a, a body way back then, 100 years ago. I'm trying to get it back now. But boy, it's hard to get that back because uh, guess what? I like doing other things better. 1226 on 560 WQAM. I don't do my job as well when I'm constipated. What the hell was I thinking of? To get my kishki twisted all up. The way that butter shoots through me, I shouldn't have all you can eat. What the hell was I thinking of? I got the run. I got the heat. I can't stand up. My feet fell asleep. Stuck here on the toilet bowl, I never should have lost control. See who the face wants to have, but I had too many plans. Look at how I'm feeling the bowl. It's bigger than a stuckies nut roll. My legs are up, I can't control what's shooting out of my asshole. What the hell was I thinking of? I got the run. I got the view. I slatter my bug. It's liquid through two. Twenty-eight to one five sixty WQAM. Uh, two open lines in Dade. Two open lines in Broward. Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Maybe if you're really really fat, you can't find the center of your ass. Could that be? When you're talking about you know talk about finding a needle in a haystack. Maybe when your ass is as big as a as a field of poppies, you can't find the middle of it. Just you know just guessing. Maybe that's what happened in there in that bathroom this morning. I have no idea. That's one of those mystery things because it's kind of one of those things where you, you think someone would have had to do this on purpose. That's how bad that thing was. Maybe they were trying to hover over. You, you think that, and it was, a well, I don't, you don't think it, there was a projectile effect going on. It's not that kind of an effect. It looks like a schmear rather than a splatter. I know this is bad. It's lunchtime. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, 27 till 1 on QAM. So basically nobody wants to talk about the fat people anymore or the skinny people or anything like that. And I feel bad for the fat chicks. But I, w I will say this. You watch those daytime talk shows ever, like when you're home on the sick days, and it's always on relationship day where the guy is bad to the girl or something like that. It's always the guy is bad. That's all these shows. The guy is a pig. The guy is a cheating bastard. 
and invariably in all these shows, some fat chick stands up and points her finger and starts to say something about relationships. Like she can talk. Like John Merrick, the elephant man, could stand up and, and say, I find that you're not treating her very well. In my experience, you should be nicer to people. And you have no credibility. If you're, if you're a fat woman, people treat you like dirt. Men treat you like dirt. You have no credibility to be talking about relationships. We all know the crap that you put up with just so that a man will touch you. And I don't know why you put up with all of that crap. I don't know why you go through life putting up with all of that instead of just losing the weight. And I met someone who's a former fat person. We're at lunch with some people, the wife and I. And uh, she's having a conversation and I'm eavesdropping because uh, guess what? They're at my table. So this, uh, this former fat person who's lost a lot of weight and looks good is actually offended by the fact that people are telling her how good she looks anymore. Have you ever heard of that? Former fat person, former fat girl, and she's offended that people are telling her how good she looks now, now that she's lost the weight. That, that makes her angry because I'm the same person I was. I'm the same person I was. No, you're not. You used to be a fat chick. Now you look good. That's, you know, and she's talking about how she'd strike up these, these uh, relationships, I don't know, on the Internet or, uh, or uh, with ads or something like that. Guys meet, them for the, meet her for the first time. They run away. She was telling us a story about a guy that drove from another state to meet her, who she had some kind of a phone relationship or some kind of thing going on with, took one look at her and uh, got in the car and left. And she didn't understand why. Because you're fat. And, and because not only are people making fun of you, but they're making fun of the men that are with you. They're making jokes about the guy that's seen with you. It's like that, that joke, how is a fat chick like a moped? That's an old joke. You've heard that, of course. You have, well, pony up to the microphone and say you haven't heard that joke before. I have no clue. How is a fat girl like a moped, Joe? How? They're both fun to ride unless someone sees you. And that's the case because they make fun of you. If you are seen, if you, Joe Castello, are seen by your peers walking a fat chick around, what are they going to say? Oh, it would be unmerciful. It would be, it would be merciless. The, the, the making fun of you would be merciless. So why, you know, why is that hard to understand that a guy doesn't want to be with you except possibly behind closed doors in the dark after the bar closes at 4 in the morning when the guy is totally drunk and, you know, and could give a crap less? So why you would want to go through life that way is beyond me when you can do something about it. Those of us who are short, the people who are deformed, the wheelchair people, if you told the wheelchair person, hey, if you go on a diet, and, and change your lifestyle, you could walk inside of a year. Inside of two years, you could have legs, you could walk, you could be a marathon runner. They would do it, no matter what the diet was. The diet is tree bark, Joe Castello. In a year, you, all you can eat is tree bark, but at the end of the year, you'll be six feet tall. Where's the bark? Where's the bark? I'm Yule Gibbons. Call me Yule. Okay? It's as simple as that. So why you would willingly want to inflict this kind of degradation on yourself is, is, is alien to me. It's beyond me. Del Rey, hello. Yeah, George. Yes, sir. <laughs> you kind of stole my thunder a little bit about the hover over, because I went out with this chick that would refuse to use anything to, to... but her own John. So. Okay. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe that somebody did the hover over. Well, that was Joe's idea that maybe somebody was uh, not making direct contact. <laughs> that, that, all right, I'm sorry. That that would be messy if you were doing Well, you know, some people have phobias about things like that as yeah. well, you know. And um, you know, well, I'm also five six, 
Uh, so I'm with you, and I've yeah. been prematurely gray since I was 16. Me know? too. I started uh, going gray when I was 17. But I don't, right. I don't care about that. I don't care if my head all. I don't care about the hair either. I, even if I was bald, I, you know, I, I say this, yeah. but I, I would never wear. I just don't like talking into people's chests. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. I've been there all my life. I, uh, you know, depending it's on like who always short, and I just never grew. You know, I grew to a certain height. And it seemed like elementary school, and then I, that was I just stopped growing. You know? Well, smoking probably didn't help it. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, Cuban coffee doesn't help either. All you Cubans oh, are yeah, giving coffee, coffee to your children for crying out loud. I drink coffee since that's, since that's I was gross. Young no, no question. Who who knows how tall I would have been? Maybe maybe I would have been 5'7 or 5'8. Maybe. That's something maybe. to pray for. If I hadn't had café con leche since I was, what, Maybe three? if I had joined the army, I would have gotten taller, too, with all the calisthenics right. and all that. But who needs that crap? And, and thing number two, you were talking about uh, the fat chick that uh, got thin... Listen, women are never satisfied with them. They could be blonde, beautiful, and buff, and they're still striving to get better. I mean, come on, you've been... Well, that's all our fault, sir. That's what they keep telling me. Well, yeah, sure. You know, it goes to that old joke uh, about, uh, you know, if uh, if there was no men in the world, there'd be a lot of fat, happy chicks, you know? There you go. (laughs) Okay, sir. uh, I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much. Let me take one more, Joe. This guy from Tavernier. We don't have long distance from them. Tavernier, hello. You don't have what? Long distance for you, so I wanted to take your calls. There you go. I appreciate that. No problem. Very kind of you. Don't tell Uh, anybody. Listening for a million, well, not a million, ten years. It's like uh, I had to call because I'm in the service industry. And down here, Mm -hmm. you're Cuban. Yes. Inundating us. Yes. And I work at the largest resort in this section of the Keys. Well, it's the largest resort in the Keys. You're sure they're Cubans, right? You ask them. Okay. Sir, where are you from? Hello? Hello? Okay. You say, sir, where are you from? He says, I'm from Cuba. Okay. I say, how long have you been here? He says, oh, I've been here five years. I say, you never heard of a tip? He goes, oh, propina. Thank you very much. Well, you know what? That's a good point because... Uh, they, post, they are post clueless. Post-1980, we had a different uh, kind of Cuban, the ones that were throwing garbage at me at the airport mm-hmm. when I was leaving, the, the ones that were throwing garbage at us and uh, couldn't wait to move into our houses. Those are the people that came over, uh, you know. They're recently. coming to the Keys right now, and it is worth. And I don't, I don't know about them. See, I don't know. They come down here day tripping, and it is the worst. Hmm. Well, we're gonna have to do something about that, sir. Yeah. Okay. Here's the best way. Memorial Day weekend, they come in droves. Yes. There is a big hoopla about it here in the village. They are now calling themselves the Village of Isla Morada. And we don't want those guys. Okay. Thank we you want Hialeah to stay home. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. All of the uh, racists and uh, Tavernier, they want the Cubans to uh, to stay home. Let me uh, let me break some news to the people that don't want the Cubans living in your neighborhood. Here's what you can do about that. Nothing. Nothing. Because they have more money than you, and you can't price them out. So guess what? They're going to move wherever the hell they want. And you can stay, like a lot of Americans have stayed, and uh, and enjoy uh, you know the black beans and rice and the puerco asado and roba vieja and steaks and, uh, and get invited to the parties and have a good time and go on with life and adapt or you can perish or move away or something because you can't price them out, like which is something that's been tried in other places, uh, you know, against other ethnic groups. But guess what? You can't price people out that have more money than you. So, uh, you know, live with it. And if, the guy, if what the guy says is true and these uh, Cubans who have come lately, the new, the new batch, if they don't know how to tip, you know, uh, get it together, guys. Vámonos.
reach into your pocket and tip like the other Cubans, like the first wave do. 19 till 1 on QAM. Where do you find Jimbo Camper? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Why don't you go back to Cuba, you stick bastard? Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line and one open line in Broward. And I totally did not. Yesterday I didn't want to get into a Cuban thing. Today I don't want to get into a Cuban thing. And these people uh, won't leave it alone. Here, let me let me tell you some history and some current events because the, the daughter is getting ready to go to uh, St. Augustine on a field trip, which I'm very happy for because uh, a lot of Spanish pride up there. First uh, colony in North America. We all know that Ponce founded Florida or uh, found Florida, discovered Florida, at least for the white people, in 1514. And St. Augustine was built in 1545, 1565, sorry. Uh, very first colony compared to Jamestown in 1607 and Plymouth in 1620. So I'm very proud of that. And it was never taken over militarily. And it was sold to the United States in 1826 in a very formal ceremony with the lowering of the Spanish flag, which looks very much like the Florida flag without the seal, by the way, which is why the Florida flag looks that way. 
because it's the old Spanish flag with just the Florida seal added to it. The Spanish flag went down. The new American flag went up. It was a very formal ceremony where the soldiers saluted each other and they played the fife and they played the drums. And it was a very happy moment, a peaceful transition of property from one power to another as Spain sold off Florida because it wasn't um, making it for Spain. It was more trouble than it was worth. And so they sold it off to the nice new United States. So now we have a bunch of specs, myself included, who are buying chunks of Florida back a little piece at a time. And I've got me a chunk here, and I've got me a chunk in North Carolina, and a lot of other specs are buying chunks of Florida up all over the place. Just like Florida was sold from the Spaniards, some Spanish descendants are buying it back. And there's nothing that you can do about that as Anglos. There's nothing that you can do to stop people with more money than you from buying up all the property. Because immigrants, generally speaking, just like your ancestors, work harder than people who are born in the lap of luxury. And relative to other countries, this is the lap of luxury. This is the land of plenty relative to the place where anybody else comes from, whether they're a spick or whatever. So generally speaking, someone who hits the shore hits the shore running, and they're more industrious than you and I are. And I say I because I was raised by the same TV as everyone else, and I'm just as lazy as every other American that I know. But you can't stop these people. The only thing that you can do is you can either move out and leave and surrender the place like Dade County was for the most part surrendered, or you can help them assimilate by taking them out to dinner. You can stay right where you are. You can show no fear as an evolved person does and, and no prejudice and take them out to dinner or invite them over to your house and show them how things are done in America and show them that Americans are neighborly and Americans tip and Americans are gracious drivers. At least we would like to think that all of these things are true about Americans, right? Some are, some aren't. But if you want to uh, make the Cubans to be just like you, then instead of running away from them or instead of uh, getting in their face about it, because you're not going to stop the Spanish tide, all you can do is, is help them out, bring them along with you, take them out to the movie with you, turn them on to American things. This is what was done with me, which is why I turned out as, uh, as screwed up as I am. What do you think, Jeff? Think that's a good idea? Or you could just run away and surrender all of Florida. That's the other option, because you're not stopping the Spicks from buying property. Do the Spicks consciously think that they're going to they're gonna try to take No, there's cross? absolutely no organized thing. They're just out there being industrious like, like all the other immigrants are, like the Chinese are over on the West Coast, buying everything up. And it's got certain people in certain neighborhoods very upset over there, that these Asians who get off a boat within a few years are owning their own businesses. Because guess what? They work harder than the people around them do. Because... They come from a place where you work hard and get nothing. So to come to a place where you work hard and get something for it, it, it it's, it's like a drug to them. It goes right to their head. It's a heady stew. They, they, they go nuts. What do, you, what do you mean? I work, I get a check, and then I can buy something with this check? Wow, that's revolutionary. All of the rest of us who were raised here from a very early age or who were born here, we're all jaded already. The immigrants are kicking our asses wherever they happen to come from. And that's always been the case. So you can, you can run away and surrender like, like was done in Dade County, or you can stay and vote and have a Cuban over to dinner and, uh, and teach them uh, how to tip and how to be gracious. But see, I've, that's unheard of to me. I don't know if that's just a cracker making stuff up or what, because I don't know much about this, uh, this new batch of Cubans. I don't know much about them because that's not my crowd. But my crowd came over in the 60s, and uh, our, their children are all assimilated. They're, they're pretty much just like I am. Um, to a more or less degree. I didn't want to get into this today. I wanted to talk about bulimia and anorexics and fat people. Mobile in West Palm, hello. Hey, George. How's it going, man? All right. I'm like you. I was in that first wave, and it was funny when we, when we heard that because my dad uh, picks up some um, 
uh, for most uh, most of the English, and we were talking about the tipping thing. And we we're like, I don't know where the hell that came from because we always over tip, even if we're broke. Everybody, every Cuban I've ever known <laughs> is notorious over tipper. They make a big show out of it. You got to man. You got to. That's like a contest. Uh, because that's, that's what Cubans are all about. It's like a contest to see who can impress each other the most. Uh, and um, the thing about tall women, um, me and my wife are the same height, five eight, and mm-hmm. uh, she wears heels sometimes, and she feels bad because she's taller. I mean, I tell her I love it. And all my buddies tell me it's powerful to walk around with a taller woman. Sure, it is. It just it makes you look all this much better. You know, what's uh, amen. The what's 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 the big deal with your show? You know what I mean? There's and, a lot of uh, short guys out there that that. They believe that, and I guess there's certain truth to it, that if they're with a tall woman, it makes them look shorter, relatively speaking, because most couples, most people are used to seeing couples where the guy is taller. That's, yeah, that's the yeah. norm, let's face it. And so they're very, I mean, they've got such a phobia, such a such a, a condition about being short that they won't even stand next to a woman that's taller. Forget if it's oh, a girlfriend. I, I want to look up. I, I love it to. too. <laughs> and uh, fat people, yeah, they break furniture all the time. All the time. Uh, we had a girl. they don't. We were hanging out, and, you know, we'd like to do that uh, sucking noise that you make, too. The and sucking uh, noise? Oh, that? Yeah, oh, yeah, that sounds just like my, uh, oh, never mind. Um, yes. And there was this one friend of ours, she was at the house, and she's, you know, thinking she's all thin and stuff, just bouncing around over the furniture. She goes and sits on my couch. You know how women sit with their leg folded underneath? Yes. She plops her ass, and oh, I hear this crack. I heard this, yeah, I heard this, and I couldn't hold myself. And I busted out laughing, you fat hunk of... They do. Don't tell me they don't. Is that it? Click, and he hung up. I guess he lost it right there. I'm not, I'm not making it up. My very first pad, at one time, every piece of furniture in there, and there weren't, weren't a whole lot of, you know, it was a one-bedroom place, house. Every piece of furniture, every chair, the couch, the easy chair, and the bed were all broken. The only thing that he didn't break was the toilet. And I don't remember him going in there and using it for uh, sit-down purposes. So that, but toilets are pretty sturdy. But every piece of furniture was demolished by this uh, this individual. Boca, hello. Boca, is this crank? No, this is not a crank. Okay. Um, I'm a long-time listener, Neil, and I've got to say you're every bit as good as he is. Oh no, no, no! And don't even say that, please. No, and uh, just to t- change the topic, uh, please. You know, who the hell does Hillary Clinton think she is? By donating or or in uh, backing up the uh, billion dollar donations to other countries, I don't remember her running for the presidency. She's doing what now? She was backing up the uh, bill for billion dollars to uh, the country hit by the tor- uh, hurricane. I haven't heard anything about this. How how is she doing that? Uh, she stood in front of Congress and promoted it. Oh, well, like a lobbyist does? Correct. But uh, I just, you know, I, I just, I'm just sick of her. Okay. Thank you very much. I, have, I, I totally don't know anything about that story, so for me to comment on it would be, it would be wrong and uh, sounding stupid. 3 till 1 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Ed Kaplan? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. I don't give a rat's ass about you. I'm Sally Struthers. I'm asking you to think about how some starving children in Latin America and Asia... Miss Struthers, I haven't eaten in a long time. Get your hands off. Can't you see I'm doing a spot here? I'm first. I'm little. I'm $15 a month. Hey, lady. 
Excuse me, but I gotta hoist these brushed food supplies into the ship's cargo hold. You cut that pallet and your dead meat, dog breath. Leave him and save the children. This has been a public service announcement for Sally Struthers Save the Children. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I forgot to do that earlier. I, you know, whatever. Legal ID, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, blah, blah, blah. 102 on 560 WQAM. And see, we were kicking ass here talking about fat people and the bulimic. <laughs> and all they have to do is start the Cuban crap and everybody goes away and I don't blame them. Why do you people suck me into that? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. No more Cuban talk today, please. I want to talk about fat people. Or we can talk about this guy, the transplant guy that they can't find now. Cut this out of the Sun Sentinel this morning. Did you hear? Uh, 48 Hours had a thing about the, um, uh, the first successful, at least it was up until recently. We don't know. Hand transplant. That kind of stuff excites me when we can do the body bank stuff and transplant hands because that would freak me out. If you lost a hand, especially you know a useful one, that, I mean, that would freak me out. So they had a hand transplant, and we watched the thing, and it was really fascinating. The doctors that, that did it are the guys that reattach your hand if you should get your hand severed. They're the same guys that reattach your own severed hand, and that's easy to them. That's like uh, standard day's work for them. But transplanting another person's hand is an all-new thing because of the rejection thing, and you have to take anti-rejection drugs all the time. And now they can't find this guy. And there's a typo in here, by the way. At first, they say that this guy, uh, Jean-Michael uh, DuBernard, is, uh, oh, that's the doctor. What's the guy's name? Oh, Clint Hallam. Difficult, man. But they said that he was fr uh, from New Zealand earlier in the article, and then later on in the article, they say he's from New Jersey. He is from New Jersey, because we saw the piece on 48 Hours. But apparently, he's disappeared and doesn't seem to be taking his anti-rejection medicine. And they can't get a hold of him. So you know what's going to happen. His hand's gonna gangrene. Yeah, it's gonna it, yeah, it's gonna be like the hand, like uh, like the Michael Caine movie. It's gonna take over. Didn't they have a movie where uh, with Jeff Hay Fahey or some some fake actor like that, where uh, he got an arm transplant and it became murder arm, and he started murdering people because of the murder arm. That would be weird. You're used to your own hands. Can you imagine somebody else's hands, different fingernails, different, and you, and you don't know where that hand has been. You know, what if that guy like to pick his own ass? You know, what if that guy didn't wash his hands after he went to the bathroom all the time? You know, would you be smelling your new hand's fingers? So this guy's an idiot because the, in, in, the, uh, in the piece, they were talking about how he has the mechanical hand and he can do certain things with it, blah, blah, blah. But he really wanted a real hand. He really wanted a real flesh hand. So he went over there and went through all this trouble, all this crap, and now they can't find him. What kind of an idiot is this guy? To have an opportunity like that to get a, a new hand, make up for it. And by the way, he lost his hand like an asshole, like an idiot. So he, uh, he was playing with uh, M80s. He was playing with M80s and he blew his own hand off, which makes him an idiot, officially. I think that's, you know, you get an award for that, a stupidity award, if you blow your own hand off with an M80. So he, he's a stupid asshole. He blew his own hand off. He goes over there, gets a, a rare break that, that they reattach a, a hand. They could have done it with somebody else, but they did it with this guy. And now he's going to screw the whole thing up by not taking his medication. And the doctors can't get a hold of him. That's what this, this thing goes on to say. The doctors can't get a hold of this guy. Mobile in Miami, hello. Yes, hi. hi. Uh, long time, second time. Yes, sir. 
Um, can we get back to the fat people real oh, quick? please. <laughs> God. Did, uh, I don't know if you watch uh, VH1 Behind the Music. Uh, All but, the time. I love okay. that show. That's a great show. It is. And did you see the one on Heart? Um, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, case in point, it's like one of the, the, the one that's still good looking made a point that it was never just about, uh, you know, appearance. It was about the music. And it's like, excuse me, wake up. It was the whole package. Right. Too hot. Oh, no, the, the old heart music was great. No question exactly. about that. But but they wouldn't have gotten so big and popular if they hadn't both looked good. Exactly. You know, it was get, all about the music. Why did Nancy go and get a boob job? I'd like to know. Well, the, yeah. The blonde, the skinnier one. She went and got a boob job, and then you know, in the uh, later phase of their career, when they sold out and started doing all those bad uh, '80s songs on MTV, yeah. they they right. couldn't show enough of her boobs. All of a sudden, it was wow. Uh, we never knew. Uh, you know, we never knew Nancy had. T- exactly. You know, so I mean, you know, come on, wake up. You know? <laughs> no question. They want to give two heifers studio time and, you know, track the valve. Right. Packaging. Same thing with, uh, with Wilson Phillips. I don't know. It wasn't a behind the music. They were just doing one of those updates, where are they now things. And, yeah. And uh, the, the fat one. Carney. Carney. How appropriate. Carney. Exactly. Carnivore was talking about, well, I'm fat and I accept it and this and that. And, you know, more fat justification. No one wants to look at you. That's yeah. why the that's why the the trio didn't work because you're just you know you had two hot babes and one that could have been but she was fat so nobody wanted to look at them and they can't get work and they're I talking know. about oh I want to get a new recording job I want nobody's gonna hire you yeah I mean they always draped her in black but I mean it was like a black tent you know what I mean it yeah no difference you know there you go anyway thanks okay. much you bet sir thank you very much one oh seven five sixty WQAM don't freak out that's not a Q mobile in Miami hello hey George how you doing all right. Uh, let me ask you a question. What kind of bong do you have? What kind of bong do I have? Uh-huh. I, this was a borrowed bong that I used for the sound effect. We uh, we got rid of most of all of our paraphernalia. Oh, okay. Well, let me just tell you. I got a new one over the weekend. It's about a three-footer. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Is it amazing? Is it amazing? The side or on the back? What was that? Is the carburetor on the side or on the back? The carburetor is on the back. Oh, I like where that. your thumb goes. Thumb goes, right. And let me tell you, I don't care what it is. You could put oregano in there. One hit of it, you're going to get... You are going to get blitz, man. Okay. And just an example, uh, I mean, just to actually tell you what to buy, a graphics glass, but it's interchangeable, okay? Mm-hmm. And you use really, really, really good crippy in there, though, okay? I can't afford that, man. It's 100 bucks a quarter. What's the big I deal? Know. I know. Aff- I can't swing that. See, that would constitute a drug problem in my life if I was spending that much money on weed. Ah, come on. It's worth it. It's well worth 100 bucks. Uh, I don't know. All right. I love you, George. Thank you. I, I love you, too. That's see. That's you know. I've got bills. I've got other pills. I'm a family man. Uh, you know, just a little bit of disposable income here and there. That's one thing. But a hundred bucks a quarter? No way. No way for that. And we don't have the big boxes of paraphernalia like we used to because we're family people. We just have a nice, tiny little box now. A little portable, easily concealed. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. George. Yes. Hey, George. How you doing? All right. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question about the FCC. Okay. Uh, they they set like nationwide standards as to what can no, can no, be set on radio no, and TV. No, 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 they do not. Oh, okay. They they have they have make it up as you go along, regional depending on the community in which you're broadcasting and who it offends. Uh, ambiguous non-standards is what they have. Oh, okay. That kind of answers my question because I was wondering, and I'm not making comparisons, okay? Okay. But I was wondering, like for instance, why uh, broadcasters and people who call this show can say asshole and have it come out on the radio, but like Howard Stern can't. I was just wondering what the inconsistency was. Because uh, 
because of all the lawsuits that Infinity suffered because of Howard, they decided that they weren't going to take any more risks with him. And they told oh. him that if he wanted to keep his job, he wasn't going to be able to say anything like asshole or dickhead or any of those uh, offensive uh, words anymore. So basically, they cut his balls off, and he sat there and let let them for money. Uh, well, see how for the speech police, right? There you go. Okay, thanks. That's what I want to have a good one. You're, you too, sir. You're very welcome. 109. I'm pressing the button like over and over again. 109 on 560 WQA. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Five sixty WQAM Broward County wide open five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line and an open line in Dade same number but put a uh, three oh five in front of the five six seven part Slim Jim's not bad a eh, Joe good road food for Great. those of us who like to road trip whether it's uh, cross country bus trips or uh, schlepping back and forth to North Carolina uh, and yeah we we're talking about the uh, pig snout and the floor sweepings that must can't even there. taste the rat hair didn't even taste it but it's good stuff it's good junk food I I buy them oh plenty. I love the uh, the Slim Jim things. So nobody wants to talk about fat people anymore. Nobody wants to talk about the the, uh, the guy that lost his hands or the bulimia people, the eating disorder people. And uh, once again, if you missed the beginning of the show, I don't take the blame as a heterosexual male for the eating disorders that women have because the, the skinniness that they're trying to achieve and that whole mental illness doesn't come from straight men. It comes from the fashion industry, and uh, we, we know what uh, what sexuality they are. Not to say that they have anything against women, but they just don't have anything for them either. Boca, hello. 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 I got the scoop on a hand story. Okay. You got you got the paper from this morning, right? Right. Apparently, since this morning, the first guy who ever got a hand transplant lives in France, and he's the one who disappeared. And he called in. He called someone to let him know that he's lost forty percent of the usage of it. Right. That's and, what this says. Yeah, the guy from it's not the guy from New Jersey. Hallam, at all. No, Clint Hallam is the guy. Yeah, you're confused. It's Clint Hallam from New Jersey. But he's the guy that's not lost. He's not lost. It's the guy from France that got lost and called in to say that he was not lost. He was just afraid to tell everybody that his hand's starting to fail. Hello? Yeah. 
Okay, that, that's not what I'm getting from this. Really? Well, I heard it on the, it was on the news after the paper this morning. Because they're talking about the well, guy. Well, you know, I got this out of the Sun Sentinel, so it could be screwed up. They already. No, no, no yeah, because the guy from France said he's his hand. He's he can barely hold a glass anymore. Right. The guy from here is still working on it. Once they get that anti-rejection thing, look, man. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Okay. You just can't do the knuckle shuffle either. That's right. <laughs> Bye. Thank you very much. But I wonder if you could still turn pages with the um, with the uh, mutated hand. Mobile and Homestead. Hello. Hey George, how you doing? All right. Uh, you want to talk about fat people? Okay. Okay, I'm one of those fat people. Yes, sir. And to all of those friends and family and other people who have broken their furniture, stop yes. buying cheap furniture. Oh, is that is that what we have to do? You know, we had a when because uh, my I have a fat brother also. He's not as fat as he used to be. But when we would go and visit my sister, she had a fat chair, and he was only allowed to sit in that chair. It was like a big, sturdy oak rocking chair. Well, I'm not that thick fat. As, as thick as a tree, and what? that's the only chair he could. He, he was allowed to sit on. Well, I just can't stand like when you go to a movie theater, you're so cramped, or the dolphin games, or something like that. Those things are made for little people. Those those things are made for normal people. Well, what's your definition of normal? Uh, not fat. Okay, but wait a second. How about those guys who are you paying money to go see play in the dolphin field? No, 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 fat people. Your your money's no good. Oh, okay. Stay home. No good. Okay, can I make okay. a serious request? Sure. Uh, I haven't heard in a long time. Pope smokes dope. The Pope smokes dope. Okay, sir. Yeah. Try to yeah, hook you up. Since we have no calls on the board, I might as well do that. And when the calls run out, I've got James. You know, I went to the record store. I went to the CD store yesterday and spent a good solid hour looking for something to buy and found nothing. The good news is that I had a nice conversation with Tracy Neal yesterday, and it might be even as we speak, a new package um, should be already here. She sent it out yesterday. All kinds of good stuff, including new radicals. Oh! So now I have the CDs to go with my hat and enough extra so I can share with you if you don't have that yet. But I went, uh, I don't want to say Borders, I went to Borders, I wanted to buy that Judgment Night soundtrack so that I could get my Onyx and Biohazard together to do what? Couldn't find it, scoured the place, I went over to the box sets, I was going to find, you know, buy a box set of something, couldn't find anything good there, I want to get the Kate Bush box set. Maybe this week, maybe on one of these future shows, when I muster up the balls to do it, I'll expose the audience to Kate Bush, but I have this fear that it'll just drive them away, as it does with most of the people that I play Kate Bush music for. So I'm, I'm concerned about doing that. But I did bring James in today, so the people aren't familiar with some of the old James stuff, if the calls uh, slack off. Hi, Leah. Hello. George. Yes. How are you doing? Okay. Good. Uh, as a fellow Cuban, I um, wanted to bring something to highlight that I have not heard of anybody mention. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, you remember or you recall a couple of weeks back ago when the, when the, the Pope was out at, uh, in St. Louis? Yes. Okay, he was... Uh, his nose into other people's business. Exactly, and he was ranking on the U.S. about the death penalty and right. and ranking on us for trying to put that uh, that individual right. away. That liar and thief, yes. Exactly, who had committed several murders. Yes. was a convicted murderer. Including a, uh, a, a young wheelchair man, yes. Exactly. And uh, that individual, uh, as, as far as I've heard, uh, his life was pardoned by the... Um, governor of the state of Louisiana, that right. he, he's also a um, hardcore Catholic. No, no, no. The the governor was a Baptist. Oh, really? Which makes it even uh, more unusual. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Now, um... Bring me that, Lucy. Exactly. Uh, besides... I would sue the shit out of Louisiana, too. Can't say that, sir. I'm the only one that has a button. I'm the only one that has a shit button and a fuck button. 121 on 560 WQAM, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Sorry, Jeff. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale mobile. Sounds like a mobile. All right. Nice talking to you. Obviously, uh, it was very important. Kendall, hello. 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 Yes. First yes, sir. Time caller. 
I have enjoyed listening to your show. I must say I like it better than Neil's show because I can actually Stop talk. it. No, don't say that. Well, if you live with Neil, you can't talk. He just cuts you off. And I but know that's because he knows how to do a talk show, and uh, I'm not that uh, that good yet. Well, I enjoy conversation. That's why I've enjoyed listening to you. Thank you. And I know you don't want to get into the Hispanic thing, but I was <laughs> born and raised in Miami, um, non-Hispanic background. And I'm still curious, the term Hispanic, what does it mean? It means that you come from a country that has uh, Spanish as its primary language. Okay. What gets me is why are they considered... I'd have to say 75 to 80% of the Hispanics in Miami are from a European descent background from Spain, which I so think... The, is the ones in Miami, yes. That has right. been my experience, at least uh, up until recently. Right, then why are they considered a minority if they're from a European country? Uh, I don't know. They, they were a minority once upon a time. Of course, in Dade County, they're no longer a minority. Right. They're at uh, 51, 52% or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know why they have that designation down there. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand that except that uh, there's, uh, there's racism and bigotry and, and redneckism among Americans, and they like to just, uh, you know, they say, a, a spick's a spick. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they view Hispanic as a race as opposed to just a language, which is all it is. It just means that uh, language I, that Spanish was the first language I learned. That's all that means. Yeah. I'm not defined uh, beyond that. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, what, what's interesting, too, in, in South Florida is the term Anglo. Right. Um, I yeah, speak that's English. funny because Joe Castello, who's Italian, is considered an Anglo, even though technically he's a Latin because he's right. Italian. Yes, because my, my parents are actually from Italy, and I'm, an, I'm a dual citizen of Italy. I have two passports. I'm an American at heart. I just like my right. pasta every night. But when I meet with my Cuban friends, they don't consider me Latin, but I say, no, the first right. people in this country, or the first people who spoke Latin were the Italians. But they just, right. I think with terminology in well, the Those country, are the ones that invented Latin, yeah. Right. We just get caught up with terminology, and I think it's, in some ways it hurts people. Uh, no question. No question. Like a little form when I'm filling out an application that right. says, and there's the, there's the boxes that says white, and and then the, the other box that says Hispanic, and I always just check both. Right. And then and now they say they have this uh, uh, the white not of Hispanic origin. They right. want to make sure that the word white means not of Hispanic or, origin, and and I take offense to that. I say, well, what do you mean? Right. You're not going to tell me what color I am. I know what yeah. color I am. Not that it makes a bit of difference. Right. Not that it's good or bad. It's just what I be. Right. Right, and I, I think I don't know if there's a Big Brother or someone in Washington that's trying to curate differences between people where there shouldn't be differences. There shouldn't be differences. We should get over them all already and What's just the, uh, and enjoy the mixture. Right, and I do know there has been racism historically. I've traveled a lot around the world. I've been to many places, and there's racism everywhere. But I think sure, America, that's natural. Racism is natural. Right. You see it in the animal kingdom. Why do you think you know animals herd together? The zebras hang out together. The wildebeest hang out together. Uh, you know the baboons. Right. They all they they like the way each other looks. They like the way each other smells. That's that's natural. It's the evolved organism that can actually get beyond the uh, the ingrained prejudice that we're born with. Right. And if, if anything, America. I mean, I've traveled the countries. We're probably the best country in the world that deals with difference better. I mean, if you go to Italy, I, everyone's I Italian. Know. If you go to uh, Vietnam, everyone is Vietnamese, and it just seems in America you can go into a classroom in Dade County or even, let's say, Orlando, which is, is very mixed, too. You'll find children from all different backgrounds. And that's a good thing we'd like to think. Right, right. Okay. I agree. But anyway, okay. hey, it was great listening to you. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. And uh, th that's helpful. He's a, uh, an American that lives in Kendall. Because you know what? Not all of the Anglos ran away. Some of them didn't freak out and flee. And it's uh, thanks to them, when eventually the Cubans do assimilate, and they will, it's just a matter of time, it's going to be because of the Americans that didn't run away that they assimilate. 125 on 560 QAM. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Nunca eches el papel en el toilet porque se tupe.
summer, and sleek, brown bodies bask in the warm glow of the sensuous sun. Everyone's at the beach, but not you. You're still as pink as a prized pig, and just as fortunate. But now, there's a new tanning swap for beach hogs like you. Sam's is so late for the two-ton can can. Yes. Next time you want to butter the bun that only a mother whale could love, hold on Spam du Soleil. Blended from the finest faba oils and greasy chunks of pork shoulder. Spam du Soleil for the Tucson Canton. Spam du Soleil. When you're baking in the sun. 130 on WQAM, 5670560 in Date or Broward, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We have one call on the board, and then it's James Music. Pembroke Pines, hello. Whoa, hello. 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 Hey, what's up? Nothing. Okay, Maybe I got a super-duper massive pig report for you. Okay, please. Okay, here we go. Okay. East and westbound, Pines Boulevard. There are three porkers out there aiming those little rifles you call lasers. Yes. And Where? that is that is right east of East of University Drive. Okay, they love it in the pines. They don't have any real crime out there. Well, you know, look at the date. What's the date? Let me check my calendar. Twenty third. Yep. So it's getting near the end there. Oh, but there are no quotas, sir. Just remember that. Oh no 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 quotas. Just just referring to the calendar and how short it is because Black History Month and can't make it any bigger. You know, minority. So okay. There you have it. And uh, one more thing before I go. Yes, sir. I got a little problem since you're on the subject of fat people. Yes, sir. See, my fiance, soon to be wife, she's got this crush on Hank Goldberg, and yeah, I'm a little worried about it. Right. Well, be be afraid. Be very afraid. Miami, hello. Yeah, um, I'd like to tell you something. Like I went on a diet last summer. Yeah. About like a fat pig. Mm -hmm. I was weighing. I'm only 18 years old. I was weighing like 210 pounds. Okay. And uh, and I went on an acupuncture diet. Uh -huh. What they put uh, needles in your ear. Yeah, what they do right. is, is you, it uh, takes all your appetite away, and right. I lost about forty Damn. pounds. Quackery. really? What? Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, great, great for you. Okay, and uh, the thing about the Atkins diet, I think, is that it's too hard to follow what you can eat, what you can eat, and all. You don't have to follow anything. Just uh, cut out the bread, the pasta, the sugar. That's it. Just, just cut the crap. Cut the crap. And one other thing, what, what's the deal? I was just about a, an hour in line at the emissions testing place. What's the deal with those places? They, they just want your money. And they, and, and they put up, they put it up, uh, they put up the, the fee from $10 to 12 Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. going to break me. You know, it's 12 now. No, I didn't know that. Oh, well, now you know. Okay, thank you very much. Well, I really can't afford that bag of creepy now. Mobile and Hialeah, hello. Hey, George, how you doing? All First right. time caller. Yes, sir. I was just thinking about that thing you said a little while ago about the Cubans that don't like to, you know, go to restaurants and they don't tip. That's I'm what other Cuban. people are saying. I've never heard of such a thing. No Cubans yeah, I mean, that I know. Is, I mean, they're, I they live, ever you know, 20% is you, like a minimum. If you give me good service, I give you more than 15%. Yeah, I always I mean, do 20. Yeah. This is some places I go, I leave more than what I'm supposed to. I mean, do, when you, you think know. about it, we got to make up for all those French Canadians. Yep. Yep. We should tip twice as much the rest yeah, of Yeah, when I go anywhere I go, I can go in, you know, American restaurant, Chinese restaurant, if you give me good service, I'm going to give you what's coming to you, you know. Right. You know, I like, you know, when my water's, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever you either, need. Either you these know. people are just crackers making up more crap yeah. or uh, or this new yeah. batch of Cubans uh, doesn't have the uh, propina thing down. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe because they don't speak English and they don't. Uh, I don't know. They don't understand. See, I don't because uh, you know I was four when I left Cuba, so I don't know what the what the tipping protocol is. Yeah, me too. There. I was I was real small when I came over. But but from what I observed from my family and the and the uh, the friends of the families and all the other Cubans that I know, they tip big. They tip yeah. fat. Hey, I just want to tell you, man, you're doing a great job when the old Thank man's you. out. Thank you. saying that. Uh, another thing, you know that bit he plays that says something, get the whatever out the moon, man. Can you play that for me? The what now? It says something about can you can you, can you get the lotion in the basket? That? No 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 the one that says get the something it's a Jamaican guy saying. Oh I hate that guy no I'm not gonna play that I hate that guy. Okay thank you. That was an old radio chronic that called up. Remind me to play the Pope smokes dope for that one guy that very nice guy. Medley hello. George. Yes. Hey what's going on? Um, I called uh, Creeper the other day and yes. told him about that Judgment Night soundtrack. Yes thank you very much I, I can't find that anywhere. Okay wait it I have it and I'll tape it for you and I'll ta- I, I I I got beer from you. Oh, I told you I was going to make you a tape, but you weren't staying there that long. All right. I don't know if you remember. Anyway. Yeah, I remember. Um, I'll send you a few tapes, and maybe if I, you know, no charge. I mean, I can't send oh, you a blank yeah. tape, but maybe you may put a few things on for me, like smoke pot and all that crap. If you want. Okay. But well, I want to have the CD so that I can play it, you know, on the show. I can't play off a cassette. Uh, it sound crappy. Uh, but, right, you know, well. but thank you just the same. I'll take whatever. I'll okay. Take whatever all right. I'll send you. Can you put me on with Joe so I can get your address? Sure. All right. Hold on, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get a free tape from this guy, but I still want the CD. I'm going to have to order it online, I guess. I don't know our address. From CD now. See the business card, the left-hand one, my own business card? That's why I put that there, so that I can know our address. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale, hello. Mobile, Fort Lauderdale. Hello, hello, hello. And goodbye. Well, that's a good time for a break. Stop talking to that guy, because I want to get the Pope Smokes dope in, and we got the, uh, you know, this is the last hour, so... It's 25 till 2 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Joe Rose, Jeff DeForest, and Steve Goldstein? The first team, right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hi, Baba Juan Paulo. The Pops, Mops, Dope. The Pops, Mops, Dope. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Get alive. Okay.
Yeah, you third. Absolutely correct, sir. 1802-560-WQAM, open line in day, 5670560, that's 305 pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, two open lines in Broward, same number, drop to 305, you know that drill. So you might remember this song, Joe, from possibly MTV or something like that. This is the only James song that anyone's ever heard and it sucks. Bad, bad song. I'll just uh, let it play on a little bit. Because they've got a lot of good tunes, and no one's ever heard any of them except this, which ain't one of their good ones. Oh, jeez, what a topic. Beavis and Butthead make fun of it. That's a good one, as a matter of fact. Is that long-haired, blonde, uh, hippie guy? Uh, yes. Yes, as a matter of fact. He's... I thought it was a dress on the cover is what he's wearing, but no. Hippie stuff. Hippie stuff. So have you heard this? So anyway, this sucks, but on the other hand, then we have other tunes that James is responsible for that are much, much better. Give it a second, Dalvinsky. I'm making space over here. Oh, yeah, James personally sucks. And then we'll go also the uh, the folky sounding stuff that he had, which is also good if you like folky sounding stuff, which I do, and this is uh, very good. I'm so glad you mentioned that about Laura Preppen because I went online last night and found the cast and my wife who was adamant that it was Mila Kunis 
and made all kinds of bets and that I would have to walk around on my hands and knees wearing my mother's nightgown and, and, and proclaim to the world that she's a genius, uh, she was wrong, wrong, wrong. And I got to sing the victory song and dance the victory dance all on the bed while she was on it last night. Ah, I'm right, I'm right. As you can tell, it doesn't happen very often, so I made a very big deal out of it. Laura Preppen, redhead, where are the naked pictures of her, and how can we get them right now, today, as a matter of fact? I'll play some more James later if the calls drop off. They've got other, uh, other good tunes on there, too. The end of this song, the, the folky one that I was playing, it really, like, climaxes really well. Mobile and Coral Springs, hello. Hello? Hello. Yeah, hello. 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 Yes. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, tipping thing. Yes, sir. Um, well, I'm in a business, so look at Hard Rock, and I'm, leave, I'm leaving the state, driving me out of the state. It's that bad. The tipping thing. The tipping thing. It's, um, it's, well, it's not just the Latin, it's, it's the whole, the Brazilians, Nicaraguans, Guatemalans, I mean, the whole Hispanic thing is just out of control. Is it, is, is it Hispanics? Because, like we all know, there are lots of different kinds of Hispanics, and I want to know if the Cubans are responsible, because those are the only ones that I have to take the blame for, because that's, that's what I am. I can't speak for any of the other people. It's like I well, can't speak about the Italians. If you speak Spanish, you definitely get tipped better. If you don't speak Spanish, you're going to hurt you. Okay. That's wrong. That's wrong. Thank you, sir. And, and, and click. And once again, I don't know if it's the Cubans that are responsible. Big O, you tip. You're Cuban, right? All the time. Our very own Orlando. You tip big, right? 20% or better, of course. Okay. See, there's people calling up, and I think they're confusing us with other specs. I tip with good service. Bad service, you get jack. Okay, I I tip I tip either way. I tip more if I have good service, just because uh, I don't know. I'm a schmuck because that's the kind of guy I am. I figure that I got bad service because the previous customer didn't tip, and that's why this person's all surly now. So if I tip, maybe that'll bring them around to, to uh, providing some good service the next time I come in, if there is a next time. Hollywood, hello. Yeah, hi. Hi. Mark with Hollywood. Yes. <clears throat> I just wanted to talk a little bit about, if I can change gears. Whatever. Okay. Just wanted to talk about the old WIOD days and make a comment yeah, how... You're going to make me cry. <laughs> and make a comment how, it, to me, I was listening. I've been a very uh, regular listener for several years. And uh, how I couldn't believe how a uh, radio station had such a lineup that they did back when it was uh, Rick and Suds. Neil and mm-hmm. um, uh, Phil. Yeah, yeah, right. Phil. Yes. And how basically was the main thing that got Neil to switch was because of that one uh, guy, the one station manager insisted that he signed that one agreement. No, there were there were a lot of uh, factors at work. Yes, we were not happy with uh, Buddy Bud's attitude and his continual continuous attempts to uh, to curtail Neil's show, which wasn't going to happen anyway. If it had just been that there would have been no problem. But uh, the bottom line is, is that WQAM drove a dump truck full of money up to Neil's house and, yeah. uh, and, and emptied it over on his head. And he said, uh, okay. Yeah, let's see, a lot of money or a lot of grief. <laughs> that was a lot of money. But that, money that, hello? Yes. Oh, okay, I thought it was cut off. No. But that whole scenario, what happened to WILD, should be taught in both broadcasting schools and business schools all over the country yeah, right. as to not how to run a, a radio station. Well, that's we have to uh, thank the regulation and the FCC for that, sir, because uh, that's what happened. That was the beginning of the end for radio, and it's going to get worse, and it's not going to get better. Yeah, because uh, there's few people that own all of the radio right, stations. Right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, Lack of competition is bad for everyone, and that's what they did when they allowed these companies to own several radio stations. When one person owns several radio stations, wh why do you want to compete with yourself? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just let mediocrity reign supreme. Yeah, right? it, it waters it down the talent and keeps, and they really... And eliminates all of the other associated jobs that uh, that happen at a radio station also. The rest of the office people, when uh, when you consolidate, all those jobs yeah. are eliminated, which means that uh, service all around sucks for the sponsors and everybody. And I have to take a break, sir, and thank you very much. And uh, like I said, you're going to make me cry. 10 till 2 on 560 WQAM.